Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. I hope your week is going great. I hope your weekend is going to be even greater. We have a lot to address tonight, a lot going on in the media, a lot of great guests in attendance. Can't wait to share it with all of you. I do want to introduce our first guest. Very popular guy, very talented guy, has written many books, has done so many things in the political realm, has been around for as long as I can remember, and uh, just a resume like no other. I am glad he is back with us. We have Robert Spencer with us, the director of Jihad Watch, and also uh, Islam expert. I mean, he know he knows everything about the Middle East. I mean, uh, he's quite the character. But welcome back, sir. Uh, I remember having you on my radio show a little over a year ago, yep. and uh, a year hiatus, kind of. And I just returned, so um, it's good to have you on my TV program. You know, um, and. Uh, I want to hear what you have going on, your new projects, some of the latest things you're working on, all that good stuff. Well, yeah, you know, uh, in May, in three months, there will be out the Critical Quran, which is a new translation of the Quran, completely honest. I, I have found over the years that the Quran, the Islamic holy book, is often translated in a way that is actively misleading or designed to obscure rather than reveal what it's really saying. And so this edition, the Critical Quran, has an honest translation plus commentary to show how these verses are understood in mainstream Islam. And you will see the origins of Islamic terrorism, the justification for all kinds of things we see in the world today. Yeah. And Robert, for people that don't know, you know, kind of give a background about yourself, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, for uh, people that don't know. What's that? Yeah, for people that don't know, kind of give a resume just about your background and all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, I am the director of Jihad Watch, which is at jihadwatch.org. It is the only news site that will give you news of jihad activity in the United States and around the world every day. And uh, I'm the author of 23 books, mostly on Islam, various aspects of Islamic terrorism, uh, with the critical Quran coming very soon in May, as I noted. Uh, I was a, I'm a former FBI trainer and trainer for the U.S. military on the motives and goals of the terrorists before the Obama administration decided that Islam had nothing to do with terrorism. And so they no more had no longer had any need for somebody who would talk about such things. Uh, and uh, that, well, that's about it, really. I've uh, been doing this for a long time, since long before you were born. And here we are. I, lo I love it. I love it. And, and you know, you've, you've been all over every media outlet. You know, you've, you know, given, you know, different uh, presentations all over the world. You know, you are on, you know, you type your name in and you, everything comes up. I mean, you are a, a very important person. And I do, I do want to, you know, get, you know, kind of your insight just on, like, like everything that we're seeing right now, it's almost like you predicted, you, you know, for so long what's going on in the Middle East. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a disaster. I mean, we have Iran we have to deal with right now. We have Afghanistan who we have to deal with. We have so many people over there that there's unfinished business and we have a leader who is incompetent and doesn't know what the hell he's doing and he can't count to four or form a complete sentence, and he's got the nuclear code. So, I mean, th th this is this is a pretty scary time. It's not like we have Trump anymore where, you know, I mean, th these leaders are going to take advantage. And we already see Iran demanding money. Uh, you know, we already see these other um, 
Middle East countries, you know, uh, going crazy and trying to see what they can get away with. But I want to know just your thoughts as of lately. Well, you know, uh, jihadis tend to see the world in terms of strength and weakness. Yes. And so they see Biden and the people who are running him as weak. Yes. And they're taking advantage. So Iran is emboldened. Iran is more active, more aggressive than it has been since Obama was in the White House and making demands on uh, the United States because it knows that the United States is likely to give in to those demands. Uh, as yeah. a matter of fact, uh, the, uh, the last president of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, in late in 2020 said the next president of the United States will bow before the Iranian regime. And of course, we've seen it happen because, you know, the really worst thing about this, Rory, is that the Islamic regime in Iran is wildly unpopular with its own people. Oh, and yeah. Oh, we, we, see, we see what their people do in the streets. I mean, those people are angry as hell. They are not happy. Exactly. And it was on the verge of falling. It was on the verge of economic collapse, which would have brought down the government during the Trump administration. But now Biden is giving it billions of dollars, $28 billion in sanctions relief. More is coming. And so the mullahs have a new lease on life. And it's all because of Joe Biden. It's really a terrible thing when you think about it. You know, there are people suffering there and people who will be brutalized and even killed by that regime that would have been gone if it weren't for Joe Biden. Right. And, and, you know, we see Biden's, you know, foreign, you know, um, relations and some of the connections and dirty money that he's involved with in places like China, Ukraine, Russia. Don't you think there's a lot of compromise scenarios with him with Middle East money as well? Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, If the full story of the money flow into Washington were ever told, I think it would absolutely transform our understanding of what goes on in Washington. And we see it with Joe Biden to a greater degree than we see with most, but I'm sure that he's not the only one. He's just one who's taken particular advantage. But you have. the money from Ukraine, money from elsewhere, and it's clear that it affects his policies. And so I don't see any reason why various Muslim Arab states, that are some of the richest countries in the world with the oil money, wouldn't take the same advantage. Exactly, exactly. And he, here's here's the terrifying part is the, and you're absolutely right with that. And let, let's go into that. Look at the Look at the oil scenario right now. It's a mess. I mean, it's an absolute mess. It's going to, this is, it's going to get worse too. I mean, how do you, you know, foresee uh, that whole, that whole situation? Cause I can only imagine, you know, just the damage. Um, it, it's bad. Well, you're right. It's going to get worse. It's a shame. You know, none of this was necessary. No. Uh, during <laughs> the Trump administration, we had achieved energy independence. And yes. the first thing Biden does is stop the Keystone pipeline gas prices skyrocket. And not only that, but now we're once again beholden to various governments that might not have our best interests at heart. And uh, no good can come from this. Uh, Trump had, had, had done an amazing thing by giving us energy independence because it wasn't just about that. It also had a massive effect on American foreign policy yes. and our ability to act in the best interests of the United States instead yes. of being upon countries that might not be interested in the best interests of the United States and we would have to go along because we need the oil and this is the situation we're in now so I mean what do you 
I, I, I imagine more wars, more more military industrial complex scenarios. I mean, this it, it's never ending, right? I mean, especially with neocons like Joe Biden. They get uh, uh, they uh, profit from these wars. Oh yeah. This is why we were twenty years in Afghanistan. This is why we were so many years in Iraq. Yeah. With no with no good outcome, nothing good came of it. But yeah. a lot of people lined their pockets from all those weapons and all that military hardware that had to be sold to the military and yeah. used. And it's the same thing now. Iraq and Afghanistan are over, and so what? Now we have to go to war with Russia because yeah. the, the same they, they, these people's profit motive comes before the interests of the American people. It's absolutely insane. We're on the brink of World War III over nothing. Right. And protecting a border that is not our own, while our own southern border has become fictional. And uh, this, uh, well, it, it demonstrates the power, the destructive power of corruption in politics. And Robert, all your years in specializing, you know, with Middle East policy and, you know, writing as many books as you have, I can't even believe it. And, you know, just everything you've been involved with, is this Afghanistan withdrawal one of the most uh, horrific, reckless, incompetent, incompetent, you know, scenarios that any leader has done that you've, that you've witnessed? Oh yeah, Roy, it was the way it was handled. It wasn't the withdrawal itself. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, we should have been out years ago. Yes. And, uh, if uh, we had a competent administration in Washington, I'm yes. sure we would have gotten the civilians out first. Yes. Protected by the military. Yes. Then folded up the military operations. This could, I mean, I don't know why, I, I was never in the military and I can see that, that that's how it should have been organized. Right. And you don't give up the air base, the Bagram air base that they abandoned in the dead of night without even telling their Afghan allies. What if we had kept the air base? Yeah. We would have been able to get people out at leisure with no problem and then give up the air base after all our people are out of there. It's, it's incredible, the mismanagement in this. And of course, it all comes from the fact that the military under Joe Biden's handlers is more interested in being woke and enforcing critical race theory and weeding out Trump supporters and the unvaccinated and so on than it is in winning wars. And Robert, look at what they're doing over there. They're celebrating with our trillions of dollars worth of weapons. They're holding our American people hostage and they're trying to use them in certain ways as pawns. Um, I can only imagine the consequences that are that, that are further yeah, going to escalate. You know, I mean, this is this is not going away. I mean, how how are these negotiations going to go? We don't even have anybody that can negotiate with with Afghanistan. I feel like these people and the Taliban. I mean, we saw with the Afghan government, they fled. They let the Taliban take over. So wh where do we go from here? Like, what's going to happen? Well, the, the problem is, as I said at the beginning. The jihadi forces all around the world, the Taliban, Iran, and so many others, are emboldened as they have not been for years. And right. so they're going to be on the move. We already yes. see that. And yes. we're going to be suffering the consequences of that. Uh, it's not just even nation states also. The Texas synagogue hostage incident and others in America indicate that the jihadi see this is the time to act in the United States. And so there's going to be more jihad terror activity here as well. Yeah. And and speaking of more jihad terror activity, the borders are wide open. And, and you know, not enough people understand that 
it's not just people from Mexico and, and you know countries down south that are coming in. It's it's people that are finding loopholes from the Middle East to get in here, and we all know what happens after that. They set their attacks. They have their plots going. I mean, it's it's a disaster. It's a recipe for absolute misery. And if it, according to the New York Times today, if immigration doesn't stop and it keeps going at this pace, it'll be the worst since 1890. Imagine mm -hmm. that for one second. Since 1890, this is absolute insanity. Yeah, and you know, speaking about the border. I remember uh, about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, there were two Yemeni nationals on the terror watch list apprehended at the border. And the Customs and Border Patrol duly put out a press release about it. And I reported about it and other people reported about it. And the next day, the press release was gone. And it was clear the Biden administration didn't want it to be, to be known that terrorists were crossing over the southern border because right. that would show the disastrous consequences of the policies they've pursued but yeah. i'm sure those two were not the only ones either right and it probably it probably blows your mind that you know we have all these unvaccinated people coming across the border it's like the rules don't apply to them oh of course yeah because the rules aren't really even all about yeah. keeping public the public safe they're just about keeping the public under control yeah, and I want to ask you, what do you see in terms of this Russia-Ukraine scenario along with the China-Taiwan scenario? Because there, I, see, I do see some similarities, um, and especially the timing. The timing is awfully odd, in my opinion, how it's kind of going on at the same time. But what are your thoughts on all, the, on all that? Well, once again, we see these actors are emboldened by the weakness in the White House. Yes. So... I uh, wouldn't be in the least surprised if China occupies Taiwan before Biden's term of office is over and right. that Russia moves against Ukraine. The problem is now we're so dug in in regard to Ukraine that, uh, like I said before, we could be facing World War III within the next few days. Uh, and, and really, you know, it's not our business to solve everybody else's problems. No, we're not the world police. Exactly. When we have the, the southern border in absolute chaos and we're going to protect the Ukrainian border, it's just an indication of how low priority the actual protection of the American people is to what is ostensibly the American government. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I do want to, you know, mention to you that could, was, I, was my face blocked out for a second or you could still see me? No, I can see you. Okay, it didn't. It didn't like um, black out for a second. Not that I noticed. Okay, perfect. Um, well, I want to ask you this: um, <clears throat> Do you do you see uh, an alliance between China and Russia? Oh, sure, that's possible. You do, uh, and, and imagine the devastation that would have on the USA militarily in a military sure. sense. But it would make sense, and of course, they were allies before during the Cold War for a period, although then they, they, they had a bitter breakup. But uh, an alliance like that can always be revived, and this would be a perfect time to do it for them, as a matter of fact. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And what, I mean, what do you think, you, what are the biggest predictions for the future? I mean, in terms of foreign relations that you see in 2022? I mean, obviously, it, I mean, things are just getting too messy. I mean, I, I can't imagine it's going to get better before it gets worse. No, I'm afraid not. I wish I had some wonderful optimistic thing to say, but unfortunately it looks like we're uh, 
heading for a lot of trouble. And this weak and rudderless administration is uh, courting disaster, uh, apparently to distract the public from its domestic failures. And that's absolutely criminal. And what about Joe Biden entering back into this Iran nuke deal? I mean, are, are we actually, lit I mean, this is insanity. This is insanity. Because yeah. the nuke deal, as it was originally constituted, actually allowed Iran to develop nukes within 10, after 10 years. And it also even contained provisions under which Iran would inspect its own sites. So right. it was a joke. Right. It was really just allowing Iran to gain nuclear weapons. And yeah. now we're back on that track. It's not going to be any stronger this time. It's only going to be weaker. I agree. I agree. And and you're, what, what, what do you think, you know, in terms of 2022 midterms, do you think the Republicans are going to just dominate? I mean, do you think, I mean, well, with, with the lockdowns and how what the Democrats have caused, how much harm they've caused on society? I really don't think they are, Rory. I'm sorry. What's your analysis? How do you think it's going to play out? The Republicans are so useless and worthless, and there's so much just to pay out. Yeah, we need more outsiders. Republicans who are real outsiders, I think, will do well. But the weak Romney establishment Republicans, I don't think they're going to get anywhere. And the Democrats are going to do far better than uh, is being projected right now, also because they cheat. And so given those two things, uh, I think the optimism is a bit uh, overstated right now. Yeah, and, and Robert, before you go, you know, I, I haven't talked to you in a while, and, you know, you, I know you're paying attention to everything, but your whole over analysis just kind of, your 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 thoughts and, and how you view the Wuhan scenario. I mean, we're getting more and more data every day, but don't you think this was a malicious attack on the United States because Trump was defeating them and challenging them in trade? And, I, I, I do think that. I suspected that from the beginning. Yes. And more and more evidence seems to be confirming it now, as you noted. Yes. Uh, I, th I, I don't think that the Chinese Communist Party would hesitate to unleash a virus that would kill its own people. Exactly. Because and that, and that's the kind of argument people try to make with me, like let people on the left. They're like, well, why would China kill its own people to spread, to put out this virus? And I'm like, China kills millions of their people every year. It would yeah. be nothing new to them. And, you know, and we obviously know that the United States is the most powerful, most important, important, significant country in the world. And everybody looks at us and relies on us for what happens next. So, you know, China, obviously, they knew it was going to hit other countries, but we were the target. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And it, it did what they wanted it to, got rid of Trump and uh, put us on the road to this authoritarian nanny state that we're dealing with now. And that's just like what they got there. So you think you think Trump would still be in office if it wasn't for the COVID? Oh, I do think he would have won handily. They would they wouldn't have been able to steal it. Do you think? Do you think like one hundred percent that they stole it by a lot? Would you say you agree they stole the election by a lot of votes? I mean, there's no way Biden got the most votes in history. There's just no way. Yeah, I don't think that's true, and. You know, the problem is that the people dismiss this and say this has been rejected by court after court. <coughs> Excuse me. Actually, the courts did not examine the evidence. Right. And now the evidence has been destroyed. And so now yeah. you know, you're never going to know now. But there's so many obvious irregularities, the, the supposed water main break and the 
stopping of the vote and all this, these swing states and so on. Yeah. It, it's clearly there's a there's there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that yeah. the, this thing was not on the up and up. And you've been in D.C. for, a, you know, a while, a long time, you know, longer than I've been alive. How how do you ever how do we ever hold these people accountable? How do we ever whether it's for China, whether it's for the China Wuhan funding, whether it's for Russia hoax, whether it's for stealing the election. I mean, these people get away with murder and there's no, there's just no honesty anymore. There's no, we don't live in a, in a, uh, a freedom society. They have it all sewed up too, because they control all the or organizations, all the agencies that would be holding them accountable. Yes. So, uh, it's, 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 very well done, very skillfully pursued. However, the problem is more and more people are waking up to what's yeah. really going on. And yeah. so I don't think they're gonna be able to hold on to their hegemony much longer. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Robert, I love having you here. Um, I do wanna ask you though, any any terror activity, any new groups, any new things that uh, the US should be on, you know, on watch for, things that are- A lot of jihad I, in the US. People don't know this, people don't realize this, but. Uh, just the other day, there was an arrest of a woman in Kansas, a convert to Islam, in Overbrook, Kansas, who uh, joined ISIS and was plotting jihad massacres at shopping malls and college campuses in the United States. This kind of thing doesn't make the news. You have to go to Jihad Watch to find it. But there have been recently quite a few actually uh, jihad plots uncovered and jihadi incidents in the United States. Uh, people don't, people think, oh, there was 9-11 and that was it. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Yeah, and Robert, you know, Sharia law cannot assimilate properly into American civilization. It's just not in the cards. I mean, literally, I mean, everything about, you know, the ideology is flawed and it's it's extremely dangerous. We yeah. see how they treat, we see how they treat women. We see how they treat children. We see the toxic, you know, dynamics behind the culture no doubt about it uh there are uh, clear and obvious contradictions between yeah. sharia and the u.s constitution sharia denies the freedom of speech denies the equality of rights of women it yes. denies uh uh it has all these p penalties that are would be considered cruel and unusual punishment in the united states there's so much, but nobody can discuss this because anybody who notes it is immediately accused of Islamophobia and bigotry, and that's the end of the, the discussion. And when they accuse people of a lot, you know, Islamophobia, that's just that's just another, you know, that, that's a tactic for them to try to, you know, I mean, that's what the left uses. I mean, and there's no meaning behind it. There's no merit. It's just it's one of their lines. I mean, and it's ridiculous. I mean, pointing out facts to them is considered as Islamophobia. It's like their, their feelings get in the way of the actual reality. They, they don't want to do the research themselves. And then, you know, anybody that doesn't agree with them, you know, like you, like you just said, that's how they label us. That's right. Well, it's a very effective tactic because then people get scared and think, Oh, something wrong with these people. I better stay right. away. And that's right. the idea. It's true. It's very true. Um, Robert, always, always a pleasure. I'm glad you were back with us today. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, get all your books. You said 27 books, right? 23 only. 23, yeah. 23. And so impressive, man. But tell everybody where they can find them, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm at jihadwatch.org, which is the news site that tracks jihad. And Jihad Watch RS on Twitter, 
Uh, all my books are at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and they should be at your local bookstore. If they're not, ask them to order them. And uh, there is a Facebook page also, but you probably won't be able to find it because it's heavily shadow manned. Okay, sounds good. Well, let's get you back here soon, Robert. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, Rory. Have a great always, evening. Always a pleasure. Like, uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. Uh, I want to go with him. We have talk show host, consultant, activist, a man of uh, of all trades, John D. D. Tell me how to pronounce it one more time, and I'll never forget. Delemi, you're awesome, Rory. Delemi. Delemi, easy. That's easy, buddy. Welcome back. How the hell are you? What's new, Good, man? What What's the latest? Just doing, just doing awesome. And I and I appreciate you uh, having me back on your show. And we just as we said, you know, right now we're in a fight of our lives in this country. I mean, there's there's no question. It's a we the people movement. You know, I talk about obviously my book, making cops and great again. And it, yeah. and it, even coming off your your uh, previous interview, I, I was watching the last few minutes of it. Yeah. It really comes down to the we the people movement. I mean, everyone listening, you really got to ask yourself a question like, what did you do today right. to take this movement in America stronger? It's it's really now on our shoulders. I mean, it's for us to really make that decision to make America great again. Realize we're in the greatest country. They, you know, they think they got us, but they don't. I mean, yeah. politicians are crooks. Crooks will always be exposed. I mean, yeah. that's just the bottom line. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. And John, you know, I we're looking at everything that's going on. I mean, everything in this administration is sending us into like Venezuela territory with the with every all the ideologies. There's nothing in the Biden, you know, agenda that that is pro-America, that puts workers first, that puts the everyday citizen first. It's putting second class citizens first. It's putting people back in poverty. I mean, just look at everything, the stock market, the inflation, the gas prices, the supply chain looking like the damn Soviet Union. I mean, do I need to go on and on and on? It's like, where do where does it end, dude? And that's like, why, we, you know, like, whatever the, happened to Biden, the moderate, the so-called moderate, you know, the guy that, you know, campaigned on that in his early days. But now he's just he's out of control. But go ahead. No, I mean, he's I mean, you talk about Biden, the moderate. I mean, I mean, he campaigned on all lies. I mean, the guy hung out in his basement. Yeah. Uh, in Pennsylvania, did nothing. They knew they were going to steal the election. They knew the mail-in ballots would shut it down. They knew what happened was the global elitists and the ultimate politicians were getting so worried because we, the people, were standing up. You know, now the, the truckers are proving it. Even from yeah. our last interview, and, and I and I thank you for having me back on for round two, as you say, ding, ding. I mean, ding, look at ding, the growth yeah. of the – I mean, look at the growth. I love you, man. I think you're awesome. In Canada. Yeah. Look at it. I mean, guys, who would have thought, Rory, that it's – Americans getting motivated by Canadian truckers. Exactly. And, and you know, when Canada's protesting, there's a problem. Houston, we got a problem when Canada's protesting. And, and the fact that they're leading the way for America, usually it's America who leads the way for everybody else. But we got Canada, you know, putting their blood, sweat, and tears for our freedom, safety, and security on the line. And they just keep growing and growing. And it's one of the most beautiful things to watch. I am absolutely fascinated by it, and Trudeau is scared shitless. And what do you do when government tries to boss you around and tell you how to live your life? You get out in the streets, and you fight back, and you shit down their necks. That's what That's you right. do. 
That's right. And that's and exactly what you said. And that's why, you know, we we have to realize that woven in this country, and I talk about in my book is capitalism, is that no matter what they do, it's like no matter where I go, I have a very distinct New York accent. I look Italian. I'm full-blooded I, Italian. I love it. No question about it. You guys now, are the I, greatest, the greatest, greatest kind. I love it. I mean, I've been blessed to travel around the whole country. In, in, in the day, I used to go to Canada, been all around Canada, all around the world, you know, speaking yeah. and teaching and sharing from all the wisdom God's blessing with. And as soon as I open up my mouth, there's an immediate identification of my accent. There's a core. See, yeah. there's a core in America called the Constitution, the red, white, and blue, the flag, the, the traditional values, the military, the law enforcement, the ability to prosper, the ability to dream and innovate and produce, the ability to risk. And that's why right now, and ultimately, is the opportunity to have the courage. And I believe all of you listening, ask yourself a question. You know, the they're not, Biden's a criminal. They're not changing. You could have press conference after press conference after press conference after press conference. They're not changing. You have to make that decision individually. And like when I say making cops and great again, there are people listening right now to say, you know what, today I'm going to go out. I'm going to start a talk show. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start because I, I know you're in the, the app business. I'm going to go out. I'm going to start a business today. That's how we maximize America. Now, yeah. Canada, what happened was one trucker woke up one morning and said, you know what, Rory? Let's say you're a trucker. I know you're finna, finna, you got a rig. I got a rig. But like, you know what? I'm done. I'm pissed. I'm yeah. sick of this crap. You know yeah. what? How about we get our rig? You're a, let's just go out together. And you see, and you see, you know, Rory, there's two other guys I can call, two other gals I can call. Now, there's a 50-mile-long convoy. It's, it's 50,000 trucks. They tried to shut down the, the fuel, and the residents of Canada brought fuel cans and canisters to the truckers. That's called we the people. And, and the sad fact is we actually think the politicians are going to do something for us. They're not going to do it. No. We have to go out and do it ourselves. We, we, yeah. we have to go out and take action today. And, you know, everything, look, just within one year, what the Biden administration did, the criminals. I mean, just from every, I mean, the inflation, I just published an article, you know, as the editor-in-chief of the Conservative Business Journal, I published an article about inflation in the last 24 hours. I, I did a show about the uh, medical data from the incredible results of the bioweapon. I mean, we're publishing the real news and Americans are getting, Americans are getting frustrated, dissatisfied, and now they're going to go out and take action in your own area, in, yeah. wherever you listen to this. Ask yourself, what can I do today in my own life to make it to make a difference in my own community? And I'm telling you, that will rise you up. That will create 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 a convoy in your own neighborhood, in your own attitude. And don't be concerned about the Karens. You know, every time I'm on a show, I think last time on your show I talked about that. We always worry about the three percent, the crazy, messed up, hazmat, double max, double mass, boosted up freak show. I was just driving really next to. I was just driving next to one when I was in the car today. She's in her car by herself, this woman, and I'm just looking at her like she's a nut job. Sunglasses on. She's got two masks on. The windows are rolled up. I'm like, wow, the government and the media, the fear mongering, they've done a hell of a job. I mean, so so that kind of woman is someone that will go crazy on you because you believe in America or, or, or you wear an American tie or you, or you wear a cross on your chest. You believe in traditional marriage. You, yeah. you believe in you believe in educating children on the history of America. You right. believe in law and order. You, you believe that 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 the that police officers are good for the community. You actually believe in what built this country. And that big, loudmouth, crazy lunatic will, will through the mass, like, guys, that's what we have to deal with. That's the real war is the Karens. We have yes. to realize that. That's how we as conservatives have to be louder than them. 
and guys, it's getting down to we're going to create our own convoys here in America. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I, I teach all the time. We have to yeah. do it, dude. And, and look at look at how Canada was so threatened. Look at Trudeau hiding. <laughs> look at the GoFundMe shutting down the whole situation. And then we had a conservative GoFundMe who started um, uh, a whole do- donations page for the truckers. And then they were tried to bullied. They were bullied by the Canadian government to try to shut it down, but they said, no, they're keeping it up. So God bless them for, you know, standing by their principles. And now we're seeing different areas in Canada lifting the mandates. So this stuff is working. The the truckers are making a strong statement and you know what? It goes to show, you know, if you, if you stand up the, and, and you know, the leaders, they only have so much power until they can't, until they can't, you know, um, until they can't keep up the dictatorship, you know, it's like, we're not going to budge. And what, what it is too. And I, I'm, I'm going to play something here real quickly. Yeah. It's that the truckers, they have nowhere else to go. They're not right. politicians. They're not campaigning for something right. that, you know, you they're going to probably lose at. It's their yeah. job. Yes. They're middle-class workers. And I, I tell Bezos, I tell, I tell all the, all the big arrogant billionaires who forgot where they came from. If you shut the truckers down, your jets can't land a package exactly. in someone's doorstep. The and all truckers these, run all everything. These liberal, all these liberals calling them terrorists and racists and Nazis. Yeah, yeah. How 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 are they really Nazis? Are they racist? What about when you don't have food on your table? What about when you can't feed your family? What about when you can't go to Whole Foods and get that vegan salad that you want, liberal boy? Beta male. Like, what about then? Like, seriously, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's so true, and, and that's what it is. You know, you piss the truckers off a little bit more, they're gonna handpick the addresses to deliver to. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, that's where we're at. You know, we talk about what we do here at the Conservative Business Journal and everything I teach is that Americans are standing up. And and and, and here's something I play. It's the uh, trucker's horn. It's yeah. very powerful. It's the uh, it's the sound of a trucker's horn. Let me just get it. And, and I always say to myself, this is the, the secret right here is all of a sudden one day these truckers right here. Yeah, I love it. That sound? It'll be, it'll be timeless. They, they, it'll be remembered for who generations. Who would have thought that that sound of a trucker horn is stronger than any political crap ever, any bill, anything, because they just said three words, Corey, and, it, and it's something you listeners get from, from my time in the show again today, is three words. Enough is enough. It is. And ask yourself a question in your own life. Where do you have to put those words, enough is enough? I mean, if you go to a school where they're making the kids wear a mask, stop it. Right. Just, just, just stop wearing masks. It's a, wearing a diaper over your mouth that you that you breathe in is insane. Let's realize realize it's stupid. It's not yeah. even beyond. There's no data. There's no science. It's all control. And I'll, taking I'll, good. Yeah. No. No. Keep going. I, I want to mention something after. I mean, and then now they think they're going to get you know when, when when Fauci, who's a total fraud, talking about getting a fourth and sixth shot a booster, give it into kids below the age of five. Wake up, everybody. It's not about anything but to kill you and control you. Communists, and in my book, I talk about socialism manipulates your mind. It gets you to think wrong and differently because socialism is the beginning. And that's why that mask is kind of like socialism. That won't kill you. But but four, four booster shots and four vaccines and wearing a mask and being a nut job, that you will eventually, your, your life's going to end. I mean, you, you will eventually 
drive yourself crazy and get in a situation where the food prices will be so high, the economy will explode, and you'll wonder why, oh my God, it's Trump's fault. No, it's because communists control the situation. It's true. And and let you know, going back to, you know, I wanna I wanna mention, you know, what you just talked about, but going back to the old trucker thing, I mean the fact that Trudeau's making honking illegal. I mean, we just saw an old man get arrested for honking in the street. I'm sure yep. you saw that viral video. Yep. Um, I published an article on it. I wrote an article about it. Yeah, they're taking food supplies from the truckers. You know, Joe Biden is trying to recommend to Trudeau to get the feds involved. I mean, you know, like what? And now Joe Biden's terrified because now they're planning a California uh, trucker event all the all across the country to D.C. and they're gonna and they're gonna do what they did in Canada. I mean, this is going to get interesting. This is going to get really interesting. Because it's called three words. We the people. Exactly. I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been saying this for years because I know politicians. Everyone says, John, you should run for office. You look like a politician. I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm a conservative American businessman. I love America. I, I love entrepreneurship. I love yeah. the Constitution. I love law and order. And I'm out yeah. there as a writer and a teacher. It's we the people. We're in a revolution. I said this last year as I have yes. an opportunity to speak and be on show, all the stuff we do. I said that 2021 was 1775. And I said that 2022 would be 1776. Well, the revolution of the truckers now has given people so much courage. And I challenge all of you in your own daily life today, what can you do that's going to create a convoy of people around you? Remember, it's like-minded people. You know, you know, like we do events. I speak a lot of events. We're doing an event here in Florida called Keep the State Red. We get together like-minded entrepreneurs and business people from all walks of life. And we get together and just group up and encourage and empower people to keep the state red, to vote for DeSantis and keep the state red. Once we launch the event, all the trolls come out like crazy. And they're like, I'm, I'm going to come out the event and do this. And great. I believe in the Second Amendment. We have security. It's a free country. Come out. We'll have an open debate. That what they do is they threaten so much, but they never perform. And that's the challenge. And we conservatives have to stand. You know, we stand for the flag always. We have to stand for protecting what this country was built upon. Yeah. And the convoy is proven. Every, who would have thought that truckers in Canada eh, yeah. are encouraging people from California now to start a truckers convoy to D.C.? And you're not going to stop the truckers because – what are they? What are they going to do? Put their mask on and go back in their garage and listen to Biden? Because they and they do and they do realize they do control the economy. The truckers right. are the core. The the truckers are the backbone, the skeleton of the economy. It's and without true. that, it's over. And I I just think it's such a god move that it took from Canada to get the truckers. And when when I woke up that morning and I saw it happening, I said these guys and gals are not stopping. And now it's exploding. I, I I think it's so important. I think it's such a core of confidence. And I, you know, in my book, I have a whole section about confidence because it's confidence versus fear. You see, all they created with us with with the mail-in ballots, the lockdowns, keep I mean, fifteen days to flatten the curves, social all the social distancing crap, six feet away from fellow human beings. You out of your freaking mind? Like you're dirty. It's nonsense. It's all fear. So once once fear gets in, you fear keeps you to procrastinate and doubt. When, when you procrastinate and doubt, you don't act. If you don't act, nothing changes. That's right. all they created. So so this, this trucker's convoy is exactly what I speak about in chapter four of my book. When you create personal confidence, you act. There was one trucker. Now, by faith, he had to say, you know what? I bet you there's more of me. Now, he didn't know for a fact 
but he knew inside him enough was enough or her and they stepped out. Now it's a worldwide movement. I, I think it's the most phenomenal movement and it goes back to it's we the people. And eventually what's going to happen is that politicians will start to, will start to listen to the truckers because they're going to realize, well, you know what? The truckers have influence on the money we raise at our packs. They have, they have influence in how I get my paycheck. Now that, because the truckers will control the voice eventually. Mark my yeah. words on that here in America. Mark no, my I words agree. on that. I agree. I agree. And I, I want to shift topics a little bit. And then I, I, I do, I do got to let you go, but I want to get you back here soon. But I, before you go, I want to ask you, isn't it interesting how most of these blue states are lifting their mass mandates? I mean, we all know why political reasons, the midterms are right around the corner, you know, and now, now they're trying to avoid responsibility. Now they're trying to say, that they weren't they weren't responsible for all these mass mandates and they're trying to deflect like they always do it's you know what a lot of people see through the bullshit i'm talking to so many individuals that have never voted republican in their life and they're like you know what i they're like i re- i regret voting for biden there's so many people that say that to me and they're like you know they're like i may not have agreed with everything trump did but it's a hell of a lot better than where we're headed. That, that's what I hear from a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because now they're realizing that there's, they're in such a bad situation. I mean, it's like fourth and down and I mean, fourth and goal. Yeah. And there's no like defensive line. Like, yeah. what are they going to, what are they going to do? Like, right. like the mass work, like the lawlessness go. I mean, I'm, I'm from New York originally. It's brutal to see New York city destroyed. I mean, just right. the lawlessness and just the the, the the vaccine passports and a mask mandate. So the blue states now, the, the blue states are in that Hail Mary freakout mode. Like there's one second left in a buzzer. They're throwing a ball from down court or they're throwing a Hail Mary pass. It's over. Yeah, It's over. The blue states, if you're in a blue state, and like what you're doing from California, you're creating your own world, which is great. We the people, the Rory Show, what you're doing is great. Your yeah. business is going because you got the right people around you. So right. no matter where you're at, I mean, right. the blue states, there is a revolution available, but right. you have to make that decision for you to do it. And and that's the, that's the freedom. That's the freedom yeah. to make capitalism great again, to go out and do yeah. it. Yeah. And John, you know, the truth is California is more conservative than people actually think. The problem in California is the voter fraud system. It's one of the worst in the country. I mean, we all remember when Ronald Reagan was governor. Sure. We all remember when Arnold was governor. There's been Republican governors here several times. But as of, you know, uh, you know, lately, I mean, in the last, you know, uh, when did Arnold leave office? I think over 10 years ago. I mean, it's been, you know, Jerry Moonbeam, Moonbeam uh, Brown and then uh, dickhead, uh, you know, brainless uh, Gavin Newsom. Keep going so, with the descriptions. Just, just keep going with the adjectives because that guy is completely gone. He looks like he's on cocaine every second. I think there's something really wrong with the guy. I mean, yeah, his eyes are like Satan, like the devil. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like they're always bloodshot. Dude, there's something wrong with him. Um, but John, you know, I saw him down by the train tracks. I mean, that thing in California, because I published a whole article yeah. in the conservative business journal about that. That yeah. was brutal, the amount of crime on the boxcars. People have to realize right. that. He, I mean, he only went down there to do a – a public statement as a political puppet, yes. but he don't give a, he don't give a crap about care. all that theft going on. He don't care at all. No. And, and in terms of attractions, in terms of like, you know, place places, you know, things to do in terms of like the scenery, California has it all. California at one point was the best place to ever be, but now the politics have completely destroyed the state. Thankfully, 
me living in Palm Springs is pretty conservative, like Orange, like Orange County is. So I don't have to deal with a lot of the liberal stuff like other parts of California. Look at so, Venice Beach. Know. Look at Venice. Destroyed. Right. Oh, completely. And look, it was one of the most beautiful places once upon a time. I mean, I had I, I had lunch with Joe Gold at the Firehouse Restaurant in Venice Beach. I've been into fitness and working out my whole life. And long yeah. story short, through a consulting position, something yeah. I did business-wise, I had lunch with Joe Gold at the Firehouse Restaurant. Venice is gorgeous. It is a you know, a homeless haven now. They've destroyed oh, yeah. one of the greatest cities in the country. Destroyed yeah. it. Yeah. Destroyed it. It's sad. It's sad to watch. And the homeless epidemic needs to end. We need to figure this out. Um, but, John, I love having you with us. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect, all that good stuff. Sure. You guys can find me on my main website at conservativebusinessjournal.com. It's three words. Put it together. Conservativebusinessjournal.com. Then those of you that are on Telegram, you guys can follow me on, on my channel at CBJ Real News. You see it here on my mic, CBJ for Conservative Business Journal, CBJ Real News on Telegram and Rumble and also on Cloud Hub. And thank you, Roy, for having me on for round two. You're awesome. Keep keep doing what you're doing. And rumor has it, you're alive. I am. I am alive. Not, not a dead. Lot of thought, a lot of people thought I was dead because I was doing radio for several years. And then I took like a year off hiatus. And uh, people wonder, people wondered where I went because I just kind of, you know, took some time to myself. So, and and then also when you guys visit my uh, website, you will see there's a there's a little store icon on on, on conservativebusinessjournal.com, and you grab a hold of my book there. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I love it. And John, let's let's definitely talk about some future projects. I got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of things I'm working on. So let's uh, let's definitely awesome. link up. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, see you. Bye bye. I do want to welcome to the show. I believe we have with us, we have famous comedian. We have stand-up uh, master. We have uh, a guy who's all over the internet. Look him up, Terry McNeely. Welcome what's back, my friend. What's what's going on? How are you doing? I yeah, am I'm, doing very, I'm doing very well. I'm watching, man. What are you? I'm watching this truck thing. It's it's, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, oh, I, I I bet it is. What, what's the latest? What's the update? Yeah, I just I can't wait. Well, you know they, they're. They're going to let them do it till Sunday and then they're going to start arresting people and fining them and jail time and all this other shit. It's, you know, people don't realize if you keep vote, if you, if you, you believe all the orange man, bad Nazi bullshit about Trump and you're so stubborn and stupid that you have to vote Democrat, you vote Democrat when you want to be treated like a child because that they will tell you what to do. They will never let you make your own decisions for you. If you vote red, you can make your own decisions about your body, about your children, about your rights, about everyday life. Keep voting blue if you're a child and you want to be guided by big daddy da government. It's insanity. And, and Terry, you know what blows my mind is the fact that people just people see it on the left. Like there, there are those people that wake up and they change their voter identity. But there's yeah. people that see it and they turn a blind eye to it and they just keep voting for the same insanity and expecting yeah. different results. Yeah, they was they, they they watch CNN and MSNBC and they just was so brainwashed. You know, repetition easily brainwashes the the non-intelligent. So they just keep hearing that we're evil and we're racist and we're blah, blah, blah. even though the Democrats started the KKK and every every Democrat governor in the 50s and 60s and 70s all all have this KKK freaking grand grand wizard you know skeletons in that closet freaking biden doing the eulogy for bird and like 
Give me a break. Wake up. Just watch it. Learn history. And can you? Now it's repeating itself. And can you believe feelings over facts has become such a huge thing in society that people can't even accept reality anymore. People need a trophy. People need to be told lies to make themselves feel good. Like we can't say the truth. We can't tell people what it is to their face. We can't allow people to face the music. It's like, like grow a pair. I want alpha. I want the alpha mentality back. Like we need true grit back. We have all these, you know, beta males that are out there, you know, getting bossed around by their wives and their girlfriends. And it's really, it's driving me nuts. Like what, what happened to men? Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened to men. I saw a change like five or six years ago in the clubs. And that's what it's like. I'm doing a show in two hours from now. And my whole middle of my act is me just shitting on COVID being a giant hoax for force and, and socialism. And, you know, it's just subtle little things. Like, you know, when I'm on stage, people really don't even know. I don't say I'm red or right. You know, I'm just, they know because I'm just, I just shit on, it's, I use common sense and humor to make fun of it. And there'll be four or five people that'll be rolling their eyes, probably two or three whack jobs in the back of the room wearing a mat, like four masks. So yeah, it's amazing. I heard you guys talking about their, like their, their dropping the mask thing, like not, there's still five, six states that are doing the schools. They're not letting the kids not wear masks, which is really ridiculous. Because if you go to Applebee's with your wife or something, you know, you can take the mask off while you're sitting down. But your kids have to keep the mask on sitting down. But they, they, they're they lifting a couple of the mask things, like just as far as like walking in bars and restaurants and here and stuff. And it's amazing, right? The timing of this. Yeah. Like you guys talking about. It's amazing how the science changes when the polls become painfully aware that you're going to get the shit kicked out of you in November. No, I, and I, I, I think we are going to win big. I, I think we are. Um, a lot of people have different analysis on that, but I just worry about the voter fraud. That's what I worry about. Yeah, voter fraud's a major thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping the voter fraud is solved or curtailed, and I'm also hoping that independence with common sense go. Yeah, this was a major fuck up that we did two Novembers ago. So maybe uh, maybe we'll try the other side now because I was allowed to do shit. Right. And what's it, what's, what, what are the, where you're at right now? I mean, look at everywhere lifting restrictions all of a sudden. I mean, it's pretty interesting. All how of they're, sudden. Yeah, all of all a sudden. The science changes when the polls change. That's what it is. The, the, therefore, it's, it's, you know, the jig's up. There is no science. And the fact that we can't question science, that's what science is to be questioned constantly and they're like oh you can't you can't question the science we'll put you in facebook jail for 60 days yeah i know and that's that's ridiculous too i mean the whole it's like why why it's like everybody's so threatened by information everybody's so you know it's yeah. like we and nobody can have opinions it's like nobody. it's it, it's either the government's way or the highway that's that's pretty yeah, much because, what because common sense and actual facts screw up their agenda they they have an whole they have an agenda that they want you know half of them, at least half the morons you know the what you know the, the half that watches cnn that they've been they they've put in a lot of work brainwashing these idiots since 2014 15 they've done a lot of work in lying every day running covid commercials for the last two years 24 7 round the clock they put a lot of work in brainwashing these unintelligent morons so they can't have the real information go out there. Otherwise, you know, the castle crumbles. 
No, I know. I know. It's insane. It's insane. It, it's, it's, it's madness. It really is madness. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we will be right back. I do got to take a quick break. Uh, this is the Rory Sauter Show. It is a beautiful day. We have a lot to get to. And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. I do want to go back to uh, Terry McNeely, and uh, I have other guests on the panel I will be getting to shortly. Uh, Terry, so so tell us, what do, you, what do you think the future of this whole cancel culture, you know, scenario, how, how, do you, how do you see this playing out? Do you think it's dying down? Do you think, do you uh-huh. think it's coming to an end? Do you think we're... Yeah, was, or do you think they're going to continue to keep trying it with various people? A certain, a certain, a certain fringe whack job percentage will always, will never, ever stop. I heard comedians were saying about a year ago, it's, it's changing, but, you know, the rest of the country didn't follow suit yet because it has, really hasn't changed. There's still people that, you know, literally will go into tears if you even talk about a certain topic that they will just literally go nuts. I mean, like an Alec Baldwin joke, like after uh, after his little his last troubles he had, and people like, oh my god, and it was you know it was making fun of him. It wasn't making fun of the the woman that he murdered on the set. I know, and now he's back working. Look at look at that. Look at the Democrat privilege. The guy yeah. shoots somebody, and two months later he's back on a damn movie set. How is that okay? What kind of message does that send to everybody else? Like like us, like these people are like the pompous, the the elites, yeah. the way they get away with what we would. 
makes me sick, dude. Yeah, well, look at, you know, look at Cuomo. He got, like, dethroned, but he didn't get, like, arrested for being, uh, like, a, a woman toucher. You know, Me right. Too didn't attack him. Hillary's still walking around, and she's committed 9,000 major felonies in the last 10 years. She's still walking around. George Soros is, like, the devil he he he's, he he was basically the one who funded all the the nonsense. Oh yeah, now in the trucker thing, they're saying uh, so. Some Democrat tweeted, um, "Slash the tires of the trucks, and you'll end the convoy." Jesus. Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, Trudeau is like they're being violent and they're doing this. It's a you know BLM when they were doing their shit. Even in Canada, Trudeau said those were peaceful protests. So now the truckers are Nazis and they're ignorant and, and, and all this other nonsense. But all they're doing is running their engines and beeping their horns. And then some stupid liberal tweeted, let's slash their tires. That's an act of violence. That's vandalism. That's a crime. Not running your engine. Right. No. And look at, look at oh, what they're... They're bulletproof. Because yeah. the FBI will, won't do their job. How many, how many people wander around? They just commit crime after crime. Why is Hunter Biden not incarcerated? Exactly. No, it blows my mind, too. I mean, that that literally, the whole Hunter Biden thing, and, and now crack, Biden's equality crack initiative legislation, was that the Hunter plan? I mean, yes. this is how he celebrates Black History Month? Something yeah. that is affected. Chloroquine is deadly, and crack is apparently healthy. Let's 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 keep hit. Let's let let's accommodate. What are we What are we doing? Do people not realize how bad the seventies and the eighties were, and the nineties with the crack? Who ended up in jail mostly from the crack uh, epidemic? Who went black people? So it's like Biden is trying to go back to. His, what, what, what was it? Course, his 94th they're the real racist. crime bill? Yeah, they're the real racists. Yeah. Every a Democrat says about us is exactly what they are. Deflection. Yeah. It's the yeah. oldest trick book for brainwashing. Dude, it, it's out of control. Look at what they're doing to Joe Rogan, all because Joe Rogan has a differences of opinion, and he's just trying to get facts and hear everybody's side of the story. But since yep. he has all these listeners... They're treating him like goddamn China. They want to shut him down. They want to completely silence him. They want him having no sort of communication with the world. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I bless Spotify for not, you know, caving. Into Even the though their, C, their CEO is a beta male, though. He's saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to donate to all these inclusive groups. I'm going to give. It's such. Yeah, <laughs> and we all know that's a that's a money launder. There's so much yeah. money scandals and laundering. Oh, and, yeah different loopholes they can use with those donations. It doesn't even really go to any causes. Neither did the Black Lives Matter money. I mean, we all know that that went to just more politicians. And it's 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 corrupt. It's all corrupt. Yeah. And R Rumble offered him $100 million to come over there uncensored. Yeah. And then I just saw last night, Black Rifle Coffee is going to, like, give him, like, a major endorsement. And he's going to be doing yeah. commercials for them for big money on there. So some people are standing up for him, thank God. It's that amazing. Stock, that stock's gonna be good. BlackRock Coffee stock is already on. I mean, it just it just debuted the other day, and it's already on fire. It's already skyrocketing. So their stock is gonna do good. Nice. Um, but yeah, I like I like what they're doing for Rogan, and I like how all these people are standing up for Rogan and saying that he's not a racist. And, yeah. and we're seeing, 
you know, literally, it's all about COVID, you know, his COVID talk. That's the reason they're trying to yep. dig up these old clips. They're trying, and, and it's not even him using the N-word in the derogatory tone. He's using yeah. the N he's using the N-word to describe scenarios on his past shows. It's not yes. about calling anybody any names, but it, it, it's 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 mind blowing how somebody something somebody says so long ago they want to bring it back when it's been there for all that time and they knew about it, but you know it's all of a sudden it's a big deal now. It's like what what the hell? I always do that. That's most of the time where I got when I get bounced into Facebook jail or I lose my Instagram, my Twitter. It's because all of a sudden a post will pop up and it says 2011. You posted this. Oh really? You just fucking found this? Did you mark? How 2011? Are you insane? That's what happened to uh, Kevin Kevin Hart. They, he lost his job um, hosting the Oscars two or three years ago because they found a tweet from 13 years ago yeah. where he said he would spank his son if his son was played with dolls. No, I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Terry, um, stand by if you can for a little bit. I, I, I am going to get back to you. Uh, I do got to get, I do got to get, okay. Tell everybody about your shows and where they can find you, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Terry McNeely comedy or Terry McNeely comedian. And the schedule's always up there. Cause this, you know, I'm not going to name all the shows now. <laughs> I know, but you got a loaded, you got a loaded schedule going on. And you know what I found uh, hilarious? You yeah. got your roast coming up for your birthday party. And if yeah. somebody, you said on a comment, if somebody streamed it, it would be shut down off Facebook in about two seconds. It's probably oh, yeah. going to be crazy, man. Uh, roasts are absolutely brutal. It's your best friend saying the worst shit possible about you. It's it's literally, there, there are going to be people in tears that night. It's insanity. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, dude, I'll have to check it out. You'll have to get me a copy of it. And uh, as always, I love having you with us. We will talk sure. to you very soon. You got it, man. Keep doing it. Have what a good doing. weekend, buddy. Later, man. All right. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, we have military expert, uh, foreign policy stud. We have a guy that's been uh, writing a lot of books. He's been been around for a while. I'm happy he's back with us. David G., how are you, my friend? Well, I remember when you, yeah. you were on my radio show yeah. uh, over a year ago, right. and uh, I, took, uh, I was doing radio for several years. I took a year hiatus, and now I'm back doing video and I'm glad to have you glad to have you on my program man I listened to a couple of your shows beforehand you guys are hardcore you're doing it going and blowing that's great good good to be back man thanks David and what's new with you what's some of the latest uh, things you're putting your focus to and your projects well uh you know I was telling somebody I'm actually I'm writing my third book right now so nice. we're excited about that yeah and we have a lot of conferences we're speaking across the country and uh I actually was telling somebody the other day, I actually trained in the Ukraine for several weeks with the Ukrainian special forces and other people back in the nineties. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I got to tell you, uh, I wouldn't want to be over there fighting the Ukraines, even though they're, they're going to get stopped by the Russians, but it's going to be an interesting uh, scenario. Um, and uh, uh, there's so many things to talk about here. It just blows my mind. Yeah, what do you let? Let's obviously, you know, let's talk about that first because that's on everybody's mind. Every time you turn on the channel, you know, in the last couple of weeks, it's Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine, Russia. How do you see that whole thing transpiring? Because everybody has a different opinion. Yeah. Everybody kind of, you know, has a different analysis. 
You've right. obviously been, you know, in the military. You're a military expert. You've written books. You've been overseas. I mean, you've been on the ins and outs. You would know more than anyone. So I want to get your input. Yeah, three combat tours plus a low-intensity conflict in Honduras. Trained with the Ukraines. Uh, lived in Europe for five years. Been all around the world. Seen it. Done it. Uh, and here's the deal. Um, let me get my camera straight here. Oh, so yes. the deal is with the Russian and Ukraine thing. Uh, as one of your guests pointed out, we don't have, we didn't have to be there. You know, if if Trump were in power right now, uh, you know, he would be dealing directly with Putin and say, "Look, right. let's make a deal." Uh, yeah. You know, what Putin's afraid of is having, and all of us are afraid of, how would you like to have Mexico uh, on our front door with, you know, weapons, uh, mass destruction and all kinds of things pointing at you? And we right. wouldn't want that. The Cuban Missile Crisis, we didn't want that. We had John F. Kennedy say no to the Russians. The Russians don't want the Ukrainians at their back door saying, hey, we're here, folks. And, of course, the Russians don't want Ukraine to be a part of NATO and on and on it goes. So right now, the Russians are doing the only thing they can do. And I know there's a lot of political intrigue. This I understand you know, governance and the world, uh, one worlders and all the other things going on. But the fact of the matter is Putin is doing the thing that are pleasing the Russian people, um, popularity wise, oil wise, money wise, economically and military strategy. Uh, you know, that's what he needs to do right now in order to control things. And right now we're becoming more and more oil dependent. So Man, the whole sky is blown up geopolitically around the world. We got China, Taiwan, we got North Korea uh, that's going on right now, shooting missiles in the Sea of Japan. Then we have the Russian, and here's what's going on: we have a leaderless, rudderless nation, and there's a power vacuum, and all these political giants want to get in there before Trump comes back in, or some Republican and others, and makes the world straight again. That's right. I mean, they're. They're trying. They're trying as hard as they can right now, knowing that Sleepy Joe is not going to, you know, stand up to them. They're 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 coming up with every plan known to mankind. I'm sure. I mean, so yeah. many countries. I mean, we see North Korea. We see Iran. We see China. We see Russia. I mean, they're all, you know, trying to, you know, make noise. I mean, they really are. And what, what people are not talking about is really my focus. I spent many years in the Middle East in war and combat, training, uh, you name it, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, um, you know, Dubai, uh, you know, all this, all the Afghanistan, of course, not real the part of the Middle East, but in that vicinity, uh, Iraq, all these people. Yeah. And you know what's going on right now is while Russia and China have taken front lines, you wait and see. Turkey wants to become the uh, all, the Ottoman Empire again. Since early 1900s, they lost their power. The British took over there. And now they're raising up. They have economic woes. They need money. They're looking at Israel. They want to fight off uh, you know, Saudi Arabia. So there's a Middle East mushroom coming in the midst of all of our other uh, focuses on China and Russia. So that's playing out, too. And Israel has said we cannot let Iran have nuclear weapons. Well, guess what? They're about to have them, and uh, Israel is going to do something about it. So we have all of that to, to talk about as well. So think about that. While while Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, while all these other people are are you know making these headlines, we've got things that haven't even happened yet. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. 
all hell is about to break loose. Is that fair to say? It's going to get really, it's going to get really, really bad. A lot of people are saying perhaps a World War III type of scenario. Because I mean, think about the alliances that different countries can form if they want to make deals with each other to come after the U.S. I mean, bad things are going to. It's scaring me. Well, we I've been saying this for a while, for several years now. We really are on the brink of geopolitical war at a scale that, you know, that's going to surpass World War One and World War Two. We're on the brink of World War Three. There's no question about it. Because Trump left and he left a vacuum in D.C. and we were the world's greatest power. And yeah. now we have a woke military. I can't even believe the fiasco last year with our secretary of defense. Yeah. And I know these guys, you know, and, and our what, army. What the hell's are... going on with Miley? What the secretary, is it Miley? Is, is that his name? Oh, uh, Lloyd, uh, secretary of defense, Austin Lloyd. Was no, no, Millie, general Millie. Oh, What's general going Millie. on with that guy? Yeah. He's such a wimp defending well, Afghanistan, defending all this idiocy for the Biden administration. Well, here's what's going on, and I don't know him personally. I met him a few times, but I worked with a general officer who was friends with him for many, many years. He wasn't always like this. He was a strong leader. I mean, you don't become yeah. a four-star commanding general because you're a wimp in the United States military. I mean, for all the years I've been in, for the last 30-plus years, right. uh, something happened where He's thinking, well, you know, I'm going to get out of the army now. I want a job. You know, I'm going to play footsies with the Biden administration. I'm going to do all this stuff and make them happy so I can have a great job. What he really should have done is walked into the president's office, sir, I resign. I can't support Afghanistan. Oh, that was a total, total fiasco uh, beyond belief. I heard some of your guests already talk about that, so I won't rehash it. But yeah. Uh, a kindergartner could have made a better retrograde operation out of Afghanistan than Biden administration. But I would have resigned. You know, come on, have the kahunis to get up on the desk and say, sir, I can't support this. You're a total failure and I'm out of here. And the, he would have got respect from around the world, but that's not what he did. And look at the military budget that Trump built. Look at all. Look at how powerful we were. Look at all the, the we had the best weapons. And then it, they all get left there, and they have and they have a parade with our weapons, and now they have our people, and who knows what their next move is? I mean, the Taliban's in control now. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, you know, China and Russia now have superior missiles than ours. We have acknowledged that publicly. You know, they have the uh, the missiles that go beyond the speed of sound and uh, hypersonic missiles. We don't have those systems. We're working on fiercely to catch up, but they've yeah. cut the military budget. They cut R&D. They've cut all these things. And so this is what we end up with. We got a woke military and we're going to get our butts kicked in the next right. war. And that's that's a sad thing to say because I served this nation and its flag for 30 plus years. Well, that's what's going to happen. Right. United Nations. Yeah. And how do we let me ask you, how do we deal with NATO and the United Nations? Because I'll tell you something. They're a problem. Both of them are a problem. How how how, how do we how do we how do we tackle this? Because well, Trump, yeah, Trump had it right. You know, first of all, make them pay. All right. those countries were writing our coattails. I was over there for five years. I know they were writing our coattails. We gave them billions of dollars and all kinds of advantages and they contributed nothing 
to our budget and to the NATO alliance until Trump came in and made, and he got flack for this for a year, you know, but he made them pay and they, they respect that. They don't respect Joe Biden. They don't respect anything in our leadership right now because we don't know what the heck we're doing. In fact, last uh, Christmas, I spent, I sent Joe Biden a gift, a GPS, so he can learn to find his butt with both hands. But I don't think he's using it. So, you know, there you go. And, and isn't it isn't it mind blowing how the media protects him so well and covers for him? I mean, I can count several gaffes and errors in his speech on a weekly basis. Oh, and it's elder abuse. It's like dementia. It's like the guy. He reminds me of like something in a wax figure museum. Like he. And then what's really disturbing? He needs help walking to the stage by his wife, hold it, holding his arm. Have we ever seen a president in this much mental decline? I mean, yeah. even Obama's ex-doctor saying, take a cognitive test. Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, uh, I saw- And this guy has the nuclear codes. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> we had the guy walking down Air Force One, stumbling and bumbling, and they, they had the audacity to say it was the wind knocking him over. Well, I got news for you. If it was the wind knocking him over on that uh, staircase, we got serious problems. But he's fumbling all over himself. He's bumbling. His secretary of state had no answers. For yeah. all the pundits that said, what are you doing in Afghanistan? They have no clear path, no clear you know, leadership. And the problem is, and people ask me all the time, well, why don't Republicans start impeaching me? Impeaching process. Here's the problem. If they do, who are we going to get? We're going to get Kamala Harris. So I don't know what is worse. I don't even want to find out what is worse. Dude, I, I, I think it would be just equally as worse. I mean, she is the one of the most evil people on the planet. I mean, they don't they don't get more evil than her. And that laugh, that annoying laugh, I want to barf every time I hear her laugh. I, it's like, it's like the, a sound on a chalkboard. She drives me crazy. And she's by far the least uh, popular vice president ever to exist. They've done polls. Everybody yeah. hates her. <laughs> Yeah, and and the Democrats know this. They're not stupid. Yes. Of course, look at how she look at how she primaried. No, I mean, she got like what in a national poll for in her primary, like less than one percent. Like, it, yeah. and, and even in California, people hate people don't like her. And this is where this is. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous though. But we really have to ask ourselves: the next three years is Biden going to last? Is he actually going to last? You know, I don't know. They'll keep pumping him up as many drugs as he's needed. But what, what kind of drugs are they giving him? That's what I, I want to know that, too. What do you think they're giving him? Uh, you know, I have no some psychos, you know, psychedelic. I was going to say psychedelic drugs, but they give, they give president. Don't they give presidents that are getting older? Don't they give them something to and increase their speed and their their speech and just make them more aware? Yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at a video of Joe Biden 10 years ago, even, and now it is incredible the amount that he has slowed down, slurred speech, can't walk. Uh, you know, so, you know, we have a serious problem. And guess what? All our enemies out there know this. It's like yeah. wolves surrounding a bleeding animal out there. They're about to attack. P Putin doesn't care what Biden does. 
No. The sanctions, all that. He doesn't care. He's going to do whatever he wants. China's going to do what they want. They're buying all of Afghanistan right now. Uh, they're in cahoots with them big time. They're going to invade Taiwan with, you know, within the, maybe even a year from now or even less. North Korea is firing missiles because they want attention. And if they don't get attention, they're going to keep doing stuff to blow things up. The Middle East is in an uproar. We are in a geopolitical uh, war right now, right on the the, the, the the very doorstep. All kinds of things happen because when Russia invades Ukraine, all these other building blocks are going to start falling. And you're going to see some interesting things worse than World War II by far. And I, I mean, how, how do you do you see a bunch of countries coming together? And I mean, you, you just see this thing. I mean, l like, tell me, tell me how you see it. Like what what what's the overview for you in the terms of the picture? Yeah, I think Russia and China have a lot to gain if they join forces. I don't know if that's going to happen. They're hated enemies of each other for a long time. But the fact of the matter is this. They uh, they owe each other to work together to figure out what they're going to do. They want to own the world. You know, they know the United States. They only have a few years. We get a new president and other things are going to happen. So it's got to happen in Joe Biden's regime. So we got North Korea maybe joining into the fray. And we've got Turkey and, I, and Iran joining into the fray. They all may be the evil axis of the future. It's very clear that things are happening at a very rapid pace right now. Yeah, it is. It is. And let me ask you this. Do you think in terms of the military industrial complex, that sort of problem can ever be solved? I mean, do, where where do we have to start? I mean, obviously, we know that it's nothing but a moneymaker. But I mean, this is why these endless wars are, are created in a lot of ways is because it's yeah. about the money. But how yeah. it's so evil, though, we send all our, you know, men and women over there. And the elites just get to sit up in their mansions and watch these people do their dirty work for them. I think it's a really sad state of affairs. Yeah, uh, the sad state is, and I, I heard this the other guest, but the sad state is if you were in Iraq, for example, you're talking about money making. Yeah. They, were, they were bringing in money by the pallet full over there. Yeah. I mean, one after another. Uh, there was millions and billions of dollars being distributed. The Saudis were making money. The Iraqis were making money. Our people were making money. So, you know, war has always been a money-making business. And the politicians know that. And they're, you know, buying votes with that money. So uh, the G the military industrial complex that uh, was coined by Eisenhower, who had his hands full with, you know, the one world government and the one worlders and all that coming to fruition. And now, um, you know, the, 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 the complex that you're speaking of is just a money making machine. Uh, and, you know, you go back to Iron Man and Tony Stark and, you know, all the things that were happening in that movie are absolutely true right now. So, you know, we're selling munitions around the world to the highest bidder so we can make money. And that's what's going on. And that's what these businesses are all about. And, and we have to look at how unpopular Joe Biden's approval rating is. You know, oh it, it's really bad. And a lot of times these presidents will start wars to distract from all the uh, disaster domestic issues that are going on. So, I mean, how do you how do you view that? I mean, do you think that's yeah. do you think that's I had, uh, I had Barack Obama as the worst president ever. But uh, you know what? And Jimmy Carter was down there, too. But yes, Joe Biden, man, he's a superstar. 
I mean, he's all the way. He's passed them a long time oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he's going to go down as the worst president ever in the history of the planet, not right. just the United States, because he has right. no leadership capability. And so, yeah, I see that, uh, you know, he he knows this. Uh, his Everybody's telling him this. It's the emperor has no clothes. I believe if if Joe uh, Biden were I walked out right now and phoned publicly in a, in a PR conference and he was naked, no one, the media wouldn't even say anything. Oh yeah, Mr. President, how's your puppy today? You know what vacation are you going on? And and Biden knows that they're you know they're eating all this stuff up. So for him to start a war, that's just going to be the monkey off his back and put it on the rest of the country and the rest of the world. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, and and and, the, and you're right about look at all the softball questions he gets, oh, and look yeah. at how he can just say, "Oh, no questions, no questions." And if Trump were to ever pull anything like that, the media would scream bloody murder. They would it would be headline news. Trump avoiding questions. Trump not taking responsibility. Like, but Biden gets all. It's the double standard is unbelievable. How Biden gets these easy passes. Yeah, the mil the, uh, the emperor has no clothes on. That's that's how I they look at it all the time because no one wants to tell you know the media. Well, the media is owned by the corporations, so what yes. do you expect them to do? You yes. know, uh, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're getting paid for. And so yes. you know, th you know, that's the one thing the government has to do is get back in control. If we get a Republican. Uh, you know, DeSantis may be running. Trump may be running again. We get someone in leadership capability. You know, the you're going to see the the media go right back to their war. They're going to be impeaching. You know, whatever president's there for whatever stupid reason. By the way, has anybody asked Wolf Blitzer? Anybody on CNN? Whatever happened to Russian collusion? What happened I, to the Ukraine phone yeah. call? Well, where's all this evidence that right. they spent millions of dollars? Where is all that stuff? And why? And why aren't there viewers? Why? I mean, there, there's there's some of them that are speaking out and are asking why, you know, people on CNN and MSNBC lied to them for so long and led them on. But there's a lot of viewers that don't even care that the Russian narrative just disappeared. They yeah. don't care that all this stuff disappeared. They're fixated on the next thing that, you know, these idiots are going to tell them. And it's yeah. like the fact that they don't make these commentators take accountability. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely disgusting. And it, there's no, like, it's crazy. I mean, there's no honest news. It's all agenda driven and it's out of control. Well, that's our last book. Actually, it's coming out uh, in August. Uh, Chosen Books is talking about the deception that we're <laughs> deception. I got I got chapters on deception on every area of the uh, you talk about education, deception, government deception, political deception, military deception. All of it is all about deception uh, right now. Uh, I wouldn't believe anything I hear it on any of the mainstream media. I get all of the news, you know, through the underground and other sources that are going to tell me the the truth, you know, Epic Times, maybe, and yeah. other, uh, maybe the BBC sometimes, uh, Wall Street Journal, maybe, but, you know, all these other mainstreams, they're out the cahoots. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, that's why independent media is gaining so much ground and they're getting so much, uh, you know, more popular because people don't trust, um, you know, corp the corporate world anymore with media because it's all, it's all a narrative. It's not about telling the truth anymore. That's exactly right. And it's all about your opinion. You know, they don't yeah. say it's opinion anymore. They think they say it's a fact, but it's, you know, it's 
Well, what are you going to do 24-7 CNN and news? You know, used to, they used to be a respectable. Every military office you ever walked into, day room, is all CNN because they were reporting news. The problem is they couldn't report the news 24-7, so they brought in all these ridiculous opinion groups, the view, what you know, the ever that comes in, and they, they talk about things forever, and they don't even know what they're talking about. It's true. It's true. And now, now let me ask you this. In terms of our biggest threat, who would you say, you know, I, I know you got to go here in a second, but who, who's the biggest threat overseas that we need to worry about in the near future? I mean, there's several we need to keep our eyes on, but who would you say is the ultimate? Who's the one that can do the most destruction and wants to really go after the U.S. the most? I really, you know, I went to war college and graduated and back in a few years ago, but uh, they said it then, they say it now, it's got to be China. You know, they have the biggest threat. Their their whole thing is to be world dominating. Right. And so they're trying to take us apart piece by piece. In every and way, so right? Technology, military. I mean, they want to do yeah. every part, every way, yeah. every category. They have the capability right now to take us on. Um, it would be bloody mess, but uh, with the woke military that we have and, you know, their power that they're gaining, and if they team up with Russia, we're smoked, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Why do you think they haven't? Do you think they need a lot from the U.S. and they count on us? Do you think there's a reason why they haven't pulled the trigger? Yeah, there's a lot of factors involved economically, militarily. Uh, we call it dime diplomacy. Uh, you know, remember Japan and World War II, they did everything they could, you know, to get United States out of the Pacific region or the Pacific uh, Hawaii. And so they can go and dominate the rest of the world. Well, China knows that we're in the that part of the world still. Hawaii is still a huge base. We have over 75,000 military. We got the fleet out there. We got the army. So they know that if they do something, you know, we'll probably... Lord knows what we're going to do, but we'll probably do something. Fact of the matter is they told Japan to shut up or they're going to take them out. I think they're just aligning their forces just like Russia is until the right time. And then they're going to pull the trigger and then it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Dude, it's going to, David, we'll have to get you back here and talk a lot more at some point in the near future. I can't wait to see what these new headlines bring in the next couple of weeks. But we'll yeah. be keeping our we'll be keeping our eyes open. But uh, real a real pleasure having you with us. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, buy your books, all that good stuff. Well, we got one of these books right up here, the Military Guide Arm. Again, you got to get that. Everything is on Amazon. Um, so Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Um, you know, look at our website, David J. Giamona. We have battle-ready.org. Battle-ready.org is our website for all of our things that we're doing and concerts and tours. And so Twitter, Facebook, all the normal stuff, you'll just type in my name and I'm there. And, and tell us tell us what you want the biggest takeaway to be from your, obviously, your latest book, the Armageddon um, one. Yeah, the <laughs> what we talk about through this whole book is preparation. And yeah. that's, a, that's another whole show we'll have to talk about. How do you prepare for what is happening? We talk about COVID and all that, but what is about to happen? That's what this book is about, preparation. Deception book is all about that as well. Well, we just kind of outline, give people information. Look, 
This is what's really going on. Read it for yourself. Don't believe me. Go do your own fact checking out there. Just don't do, go to Hillary Clinton's site and do the fact checking. You know, as she erroneously said on one of the you know, Trump debates. So I'm not gonna hey, that. last question before you go. She's actually so power hungry and she's got so much pride and she's so egotistical. She said she wants to come back in 2024. She wants to be president so bad. She's got so much animosity and an obsession with Trump that she wants to beat him. But yeah. uh, I, I mean, that I could, I could see. I mean, could you see her being the nominee for the Democrats? I mean, because Biden's in decline and nobody likes Camilla. My brother Sal said it the best. He lives in San Francisco. I'm from California, actually, uh, yeah. originally. He yeah. said, until they put the nail in the coffin, I don't trust that that woman. She's going to come back. I mean, even if she has to crawl or get in her wheelchair, she is, yeah, extremely power hungry. She's relentless. Yeah. I mean, if I had to give her credit for something, it would be her persistency and relentless. I mean, that woman does not stop. She is everywhere. She doesn't disappear. Yeah, unfortunately for all of us. But the good thing is I have a button on my TV called OFF, and I can push that. I love it. I love it. David, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Cheers. Uh, I do want to welcome the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have Unite America First founder, very popular guy. You've probably seen him on TV many times. He's been on many different stations written for many different outlets, and he's doing a lot of work in, you know, in the field all over the country. Will Johnson, what's up, buddy? You were on my radio show over a year ago, and then I took a, a hiatus for a while, and now I'm back. I'm doing video. Good to see you, man. Good to have you here. What's been new? What are some of the latest projects you're working on? Dude, I'm just working on everything, right? We're working on trying not to do crack. Right. Um, Crack I'm working is whack, on. Dude. <laughs> I'm still working on trying to how to figure out use the internet. Hey, um, I just found, I just found a DMV the other day. <laughs> and what about the what about those new memes? If you don't, it's like Biden, and it's a picture of him. You don't hit this, and you ain't black, and it's a yeah, crack yeah. fight. <laughs> Absolutely, you ain't black. <laughs> it's insane, dude. It's insanity, and and dude. The DMV thing. They're trying to tell black people if they don't have an ID that they're right. No, they're trying to say that black people don't have access to IDs. That's the most racist thing I've ever heard. And that's their excuse for the whole voter, the voter bill and all these different sort of things that they try to push. It's nonsense. Oh, it is. It's 100 percent nonsense. You know, they keep you know, I actually did a video earlier talking about it. And all they're doing is saying that. Black people don't have access to the DMV to voter ID. They're just mouthing it off. But everybody black in America has an ID because, you know, at some point they go to they've held a job at some point. At some point they went to a government building. At some point they've gone to the DMV. At some point. Well, I remember when I was 15, I was happy to get an ID. It was just an ID. It wasn't it was I was happy to get a permit. When right. I was 15, too. And I was happy to get my driver license at 16. Yeah. And for him to say that, for all of them to say that, they're only they're only saying that trying to put a story out there. They right. try to get everybody to believe that black people are being oppressed. And it's not even true. So and they just say it, but we're supposed to believe it. And they're putting blacks in boxes like they always have. They're not allowing them to think for themselves. 
And it's mostly white liberals who are trying to tell black people how to live their lives, which I think is the most disgusting, disgraceful thing you could ever do. I mean, I mean, you know why, right? It's you not, know why they do that, right? Oh, control, power. Well, they want, I mean, they want white, the votes. Well, white liberals know what's best for black people. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, let, and let's not forget, they were the ones that originated plantations, slavery, the KKK. I mean, these are the people that claim that they are for the lesser, the lesser person. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they're all about votes. And then they say they'll do all these things. They never deliver. And then they say, I'll see you in four years. I'll, I'll see you again well, when I need your vote. Well, I have to admit, this is the first time they're, they're trying to deliver. $30 million for crack pipes. I mean, it's, it's Black History Month. And Black and, history month. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so they, you know what? I can see them right now saying, look, look, black people, you can't say that we didn't give you anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's, it, it, and where are the priorities? Like where where is putting money in back into the inner cities? Where is fixing, you know, black programs? Where is fixing black schools? Where is doing all these things that Biden says he was gonna do? All I see is crime at the worst rates it's ever been. All I see is looting everywhere. All I see is more welfare, more people staying at home, not working. All the kind of opposites that America was founded upon. Yeah. And, you know, all the things that, he, I mean, reversing Trump's policies, it's just sad. It's sad to watch. It is. It's 100% sad to watch. But think about it, Rory. They, they're bringing all of these drugs across the southern border. Yep. Right? So yep. they have to they have to create a care package so people can use these drugs. Yes. They, someone got to use them, right? Yes. I mean, because think about who's making all the money from it. China, right. China's right. making the money. And now, and you know what? I'm just waiting for the, the these uh cigarette. Uh, they're not even calling them cigarettes, right? They're calling them smoke kits. And I'm sitting there thinking, do you need a smoke kit for cigarettes, cigars? Do you need a smoke kit for marijuana? Right. What in the world do you need a smoke kit for? They're putting lip balm in there, and they also have these syringes in there. So if if the people that are benefiting from this is the people who's making the money from all of the drugs, yeah. China is right there up at, at the top. And I'm just wondering if, I mean, if I get one, I, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to get one one of these smoke kits so i can see what's in it and if there's happen to be a crack pipe in there i'm i'm hoping whoever you know leaked it out i'm hoping that they will put the crack pipes in there so people can still see them and so someone can do a video on it just to call these people out for who they are and i want to see the fine print on the glass made in china it, dude it, and then it's mind-blowing and all these injection sites that they're allowing they're permitting and a lot of these injection sites people don't even talk about are close to schools they're close yep. to children these are they're close to parks i mean this is this is this is like third world ideology dude it's yep. like it's the drug the drug epidemic is getting awful look at the fentanyl like you were talking about coming across the border i mean this it's dangerous territory we're going into it's crazy. You know, they, they set up these heroin shops, basically, so yeah. that people that are shooting heroin can come to a safe environment and shoot up the drugs. Right. That's their that's their reasoning for doing it. Now yeah. they're putting these kids together so people don't have to share the same tools when they're getting high. Right. This is the war on drugs. Rory is being is being pushed by. The, the the government. I mean, that's what's happening. They're literally pushing the war on drugs onto us, and we're losing 
because yeah. you know people are gonna do these drugs, dude. I had a I had a young lady call me on my radio broadcast, and she was just in tears. She had a young child that she would constantly have to go out and find a child because the child was strung out on these drugs. And now she's looking that the government is going to give them access and means to be able to do these drugs. She said, I want my child to stop doing them. And now all, all this is going to do is send out a signal telling everybody, hey, it's okay for you to do the drugs. The government is giving you the tools to do it. Right. What kind of message does that send? And you know what, Roy? Th this is another mechanism, another way for them to try to personally depopulate the earth. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I truly believe this is oh, what yeah. they want to do because they want to kill off as many people as possible. And who's going to be really affected by these drugs? Children. These these people are evil. They're demonic. And there's nothing but a demonic spirit existing in these people. They're trying to influence the future generations, too. And they do. It that that's that's literally what the, the indoctrination. I mean, it, it's 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 insane. They're trying to normalize things that I mean, the, twenty years ago this would have been looked at as ludicrous. A lot of these ideologies, but now it's it's come to fruition. It's come. It's it's crazy. How is it normal, right? How is it normal? And you know what? The mainstream media and even the socialist media outlets. Yeah. They're going to prevent as many people as possible from hearing about the crack pipes. They're going to do it just like they did Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. A lot of people heard about it, but they prevented millions upon millions of people from actually hearing the truth about it. Just like this whole thing with the crack pipes. They're going to prevent as many people as possible. And the reason and the reason being just like the removing the face diapers right now, trying to say, oh, you don't have to wear the face diapers any long. The reason why they're doing that is because. It is the midterm season. Exactly. They want to make it look like right. that we're here for you. We're going to remove all of this. We're going to remove all of this. And I guarantee all the stupid people that fall for it, soon as it's over with, and if these Democrats get what they want, the first thing that they're going to do is implement another scare tactic. Something else is going on. You got to put the face diaper back on, and you got to get in line to drink the Kool-Aid. It's true. It's true. And, and if they really, like you said, if they really cared about the safety of our children, they wouldn't be having all these, you know, these injection sites. They wouldn't be promoting all this crack stuff. You know, it's like, but they want, they want to wear, have, have the kids wear masks. Like it, it, it's in schools. It's Dude. ridiculous. It doesn't add up. Well, they're, they're doing this because it's a psychological warfare as well. Yeah. Can we think about it? Because oh, yeah. all the, the, it's, it's all about power. It's all about government control. It's all about mind manipulation. It's all about yes. do as I say, not as I do. It's all about if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. They want to see how much they can get away with. I mean, just think about it. If they indoctrinate the kids right now at a young age, by the time they become your age and my age, they're going to be so programmed that they can tell them to go jump off the bridge and they will literally go do it. And this is you have to go jump off the bridge for your safety, for your health, and they'll yeah. actually go do it. And think about what they're teaching kids with 100 different genders, you know, Drag queen story hour, you know, all this other bullshit that kids should not be learning at five years old. It's like, what the hell? And all this communist agenda at these colleges that is mainly funded by a lot. Of, a lot of these universities are funded by China. And so are these American high schools. A lot of this dark money is going into education because these foreign countries like China want to make people in America, the future, the future students hate 
the American, um, you know, way. They, that's why there's so many people that graduate college that sympathize with these overseas communist regimes. It's disgusting. No, you're absolutely right. I had a conversation when I was in D.C. with this lady that was from Germany. Yeah. And she was telling me that in Germany, that if you want to fly the German flag and you want to show your support for your country, that they're calling you a neo-Nazi in Germany. They're calling you a uh, anti-human being. They're, they're saying all this nasty stuff for you. And she said, what's really amazing to me is that I'm seeing the same thing being pushed here in America. Yes. I'm seeing them doing here in America because you've I know you've heard it. How they tell people that if you hear walking around with the American flag, that you're racist, that you're right. for oppression. But that American flag made it so that we're all free. No, and, and no. And that's the thing. People come to this country to flee communism. People come here to have a better life. People that come here love the idea of capitalism because. Because, you know, they can they can build their dream. They can build their business. People yeah. that want socialism have never lived in a socialist country. So they're the most ignorant breed of all. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how somebody Dude. can want socialism that's never lived it. And the people that have lived it are terrified of it. Dude, 100 percent, 100 percent. And these people coming in saying, yeah, I've already lost my country. They say I already lost my country. But here I am. I'm about to lose the country that I'm living in again. And they're not going to hold back. They're pushing forward every single step, every single minute that they can to destroy our country. It's, yeah. it's, it's beyond ridiculous, Rory. It's beyond, beyond stupid. We're living in a world where you and I are sitting there literally having a conversation about crack cocaine and that the government pushing means for people to do it. I mean, are we serious? Right. Are we, is this really happening right now? We're having a conversation about us talking about how they're telling little boys that they can be little girls and this whole transgender crap. They're having men compete against women in the, in the sports. And then they're telling us that we're we're the wrong ones for not believing the stupid lie. What kind of world are we living in? This is this is beyond crazy. It's the world is literally flipped upside down. It is. It is. And it, it, it's it's backwards. It really is. And, and it's the way they're promoting this entitlement in this country where everybody thinks they're owed something and nobody wants to work for, you know, like it's like the, the new way, this new generation, it's become so like canceling people, censoring. I mean, we're out of control. People are out of control. It's oh, yeah. Like, people have too much time on their hands. People are, are it's like, I don't know what it is about the whole cancel thing and what people get out of it. Like it, it's 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 mind blowing. Yeah, just like I mean, speaking about canceling, like you, I was listening to you with your other guests where y'all brought up Joe Rogan and talking about Spotify. But come to find out, the CEO of Spotify, to my understanding, is on the board of Moderna. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So, and and that's the only reason why they're starting to delete some of Joe Rogan's podcast. And again, even though Joe Rogan is a you know hardcore progressive, and he'll admit it. I mean, you can see all his videos in the past and his audio in the past where he's admit that he's, a, you know, hardcore progressive. He supported yeah. Bernie Sanders. He thought Obama was the best president ever. Right. I mean, seriously. And I'm just I'm, I would like to see Joe Rogan actually get hit, smacked in the face with that red pill, because that's what he's happening to him right now. Exactly. To the point to where they're literally trying to shut him down because of, because he won't comply with them trying to drink the Kool-Aid. 
He has a different, he don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. He wanted to take something else instead of drinking the Kool-Aid. So they want to shut him down because he's not going along with this stupid agenda. Exactly. No, that's exactly what's going on. And that's, that's, that's the actual facts. I mean, that's, that's really, that it's, it's, it's terrifying. It is, it is. Um, Tell everybody where they can connect with you, Will, where they can find you, all that good stuff. And stay with us if you can, because I got a little more stuff to talk to you about. Okay. You can find me at uniteamericafirst.com. It's still the same website. Unite. A lot of people think united, but the country's not united. So it's uniteamericafirst.com. And you can find all of my articles, all of my, my, my swag, and all of my, you know, connect to all my videos and everything right there. So. Hey, Roy, I got to run. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm, we'll do it again. We'll do it again, most definitely. Yeah, let's get you. Let's let's get you as a regular. Come on, weekly. Absolutely, absolutely. For sure, buddy. Always a pleasure. I love having you with us. Absolutely. Take care, Roy. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. Uh, I believe he's with us right now. Um, we have a political columnist, writer, author Scott Morfield. Scott, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Rory? Good, man. What's the latest? What have you been working on? What have you been writing about? What have you uh, been directing your focus towards? Well, right now, uh, of course, the, uh, the the fall of COVID stand, which has been really delightful to see. Uh, I know, right? Of- Look at the shift, the sudden <laughs> shift, Scott. Yeah, they're all wanting to do away with it, right? Nevada, uh, New York, Illinois, yeah. uh, they, they're all doing it like right right after each other. I mean, within like hours and minutes, everybody's following each other's lead. I just find it so humorous. It, it's amazing. And, and they're going against the uh, – I love the fact that they're going against the CDC and the Biden yeah. administration. And, and how do we explain that, Scott, that the Biden administration is still promoting it and so is the CDC, but these states – are like, no, I mean, obviously the only th- thing I can think of is election season. Uh, yes. what do you, what's your take? It's all politics. It's, it's obviously politics. I think they're getting some feedback and they're, and they're looking at the internal polls and this stuff. I mean, while, while 60, 78, you know, 70% of Americans were for restrictions, they could get away with it in those areas. But yeah. now it's, it's declining so much that they, it's just not sustainable. They're looking at the fact that they're going to get hammered in November Right. And it's just obvious that they've got to take an off-ramp. Omicron was an off-ramp they should have taken a long time ago because the death rate is just not high compared to the uh, cases. So, yeah, there's been deaths, but there's so many more people gaining natural immunity now that there was just really no need for any sort of mitigation measures because none of them did any good. Uh, yeah, it's, so I, it's, it's kind of nice to see them realizing that finally. Um, and what's interesting, too, and, and I've got a piece coming out uh, on Monday about this, but all kinds of places now, Leanne, Dr. Wynn, Dr. Leanna Wynn, who's, I don't know if you've seen her on CNN, but she's the world's worst. I mean, she's she's the one saying lock the unvaccinated in their homes, um, all these draconian measures. Like, she's been horrible on CNN the entire time. Now she's the advocate of a third way. Well, let's do a third way here. Let's... Uh, Let's let's relax mask restrictions because and, and what's interesting is you're seeing this pivot with her with Dr. Ajish Jha. I think that's the right way to pronounce that on CNN. Um, there's been uh, the Atlantic had a major article about this. Washington Post, New York Times, one way masking. OK, this is what their pivot is. If your mask protects you and that's what they're doing to get the really hardcore Covidians on board with doing away with mandates. So. 
anybody can wear an N95 that is, according to them, super protective. Now, I've got issues with that. You know, there's people on the other side who say not even N95s are protective, but we can all agree that they're more protective than a surgical mask or a cloth mask. So what they're saying is an N95 is just as good as it will protect you is what they're saying. And then I need five will protect you. Well, we've we felt like this the whole time. So if an N95 will protect you, then why would you ever force anybody to mask? What is the point of ever exactly. doing that? And think about early. And this is where I go back and I talk about how all this data is coming out so much later on. And I think that was the plan all along, because if they would have gave us the proper data, the proper numbers when this all first started, there, they wouldn't have got what they wanted with the division, with the hysteria, with people getting the shot, with with making big pharma richer, with shutting down the economy. I mean, there were so many reasons why they kept this from us, and they succeeded in their, for the most part, in what they were trying to achieve. Sadly, the government. Yeah, they they panicked uh, most. They panicked the majority of people. Oh yeah. But what what did I read? I. I I don't know what I read, but I think there's over half the population is now vaccinated, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 60, I think you're at, we're at 64%, something like that. And you're not going to get much higher than that. No, and, and, people, and that's the thing. People have made up their minds. Like, people need right. to stop trying to convince others. I mean, it, it, what, what's done is done. Right. And and even, like, to, I know Alex, I was reading before coming on, Alex Berenson just came out on his Substack and said that uh, – I think it, he, he posted, I think it was a Times article that was basically admitting, I'm not sure where the outlet was, but that the boosters start waning super fast after four months, even the boosters. So right. they were hoping that these boosters would just be the, be it. Well, now they're waning after four months, just, at, just like the second vaccine did. So there's no way they're going to be able to get, you know, people to sign on to four-month boosters, you know, three shots a year. There's no way. So every four months – team reality gains millions of people because millions of people become effectively unvaccinated, even though they're technically vaccinated, that 64% is a meaningless number. In other words, uh, because if you were vaccinated a year ago, your, your vaccine means nothing. Like you're not gaining protection from that. Uh, so it's, it's ludicrous to even base it on those numbers now. So the vaccine program after the SCOTUS loss a few weeks ago, the, the forced vaccine program and even the vaccine passport, the whole vaccine program is, is, is it's, it's almost dead in most of the country and they'll hang on to it in the blue areas. But what I love about the one way masking thing is if, if we play this right, they'll never be able to force masking again. That's the hope because anytime, I mean, we've got the receipts one way masking. If you're sick, if you're vulnerable, if you're scared, all right, put on an N95, Put on a surgical over that, slap some pantyhose on top of that, and you're good. Okay, you're good. You don't need me to mask because you can mask. So, and it will apparently protect you. That's what they say. There you go. And, and, but ha Scott, what about? I just read an article. You know, what's really disgusting is they're discharging military members who are unvaccinated. I mean, the people that put their lives on the line for our freedom, safety, and security. I mean, that's just, it's crazy. And, and you know what else I, I read? There's nursing shortages. So now they're bringing back unvaccinated nurses because they don't they don't have any other choice. Imagine that. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. It's so ludicrous. It's so absurd. 
um, forcing. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I said this months ago. You know, I don't want to hear a peep from a from a medical facility who is short right. on staff after you fire people on purpose. Right. That it's the I mean, most these people were on the front lines yeah. during the, the worst kind of times where people were dying, and then all of a sudden they lose their jobs because they don't want to put something in their body. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous, and most of these people are naturally immune. So. The another latest thing is the studies. There's been more studies on natural immunity from Johns Hopkins. That's the major that's one. John Hopkins. That's Karen. the most. No, and, and that's all the info we need to know because that's the most yeah. notable doctor medical yeah. school in the country by far. Right. And, and Marty McCary uh, put this out uh, last week. I tweeted it out the the clip where he was talking about it, and basically 300 people antibody teeters recognized from the very beginning of the pandemic are basically the same in other words you, you they've not in, in two years the antibodies on average don't even decline for natural immunity so right. if if you, you see the vaccine after four months you know going to nothing and then the natural immunity actually lasting now that doesn't mean you're not going to get it nobody's claiming you're not going to get the virus or you're not going to be um exposed but hey what's the standard here the standard is a mild cold you're not going to, you know, on for the most part, you're not going to be sick. You're not going to go to the hospital. You know, if you get if, if I had COVID in August, if I get it again, which I haven't had even a, a sniffle since then, uh, surprisingly, it's almost like it just shocked my immune system into, you know, really, it's just like, man, it's, it's been the best I've ever felt in those six months. But uh, but, you know, if. if if uh, if I was exposed again, it would just be a cold. And that's the goal. Everybody get get it get something, get those antibodies. And then going forward, it's just another run. It's it's a coronavirus, but it behaves like a rhinovirus or any other virus. And that, that's the goal. And it's been the whole point the whole time from a sanity perspective, instead of just trying to block this thing out. And Scott, you know, I'm reading on Forbes and the New York Post. I mean, very reliable news sources. They came out with some data yesterday that vaccinated people are more likely to catch HIV. I mean, there's some weird stuff that keeps coming out with these vaccines. And then yeah. there was a new article that came out, I think, today, saying that people that got the Moderna, it can mess with their, uh, with females, uh, you know, uh, period cycles. Um, yeah, obviously, the myocarditis is common with with males with heart heart conditions. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we're finding out all these things. So I mean, I can only imagine as time goes on the more things we're going to keep that are going to keep being revealed. It, it's scary. It, it's, it's very scary. And we definitely and, and have how weird is that. Time. And now they're, they're saying, and this is, this is really, this is people are this paranoid. People are starting to do HIV testing now because they read articles about the vaccine can, you know, up, up the chances of somebody getting HIV. And these are actually real surveys, real science research, I mean, Forbes reporting that they wouldn't be reporting it if it wasn't legit. I, I, this yeah. is just crazy. This is all crazy to me. I don't know what's going on with big pharma, but they've always been corrupt and dirty and uh, they've, they're responsible for millions of deaths. So I, we're, we're just going to have to see, but what the hell? It's, 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 it's pretty scary. Uh, and acquired immunodeficiency. I mean, when you're talking about the immune system, yeah, it, it's just, a, it's, it's a scary thing to mess with that. I mean, a lot of us were, very skeptical on the mnRNA from the beginning and I'm yeah. not you know anti-vax or, or whatever but but at the same time 
it just seemed odd that they could come up with this this quick. I, I'm not really an expert in that, obviously, so I, I'm not going to come here and tell somebody to never take it or, or anything like that. Because it, it, for certain groups, if you're if you're a super high risk person, then yes. maybe you do want to take it every four months because right. you're if you catch it, you're going to die. So, you know, your, your chances of dying are really, really high. So fine. But it's your choice. And we don't need to be vaccinating the entire population. That was always ludicrous. I mean, it should have just been the people who were vulnerable right. being vaccinated. And that's the thing. The real science is letting your body do do its do its job, you know. And exactly. the, the, really, if this was really about, you know, saving people, it, you know, they wouldn't be trying to force it down everybody's throats. This is all about it, money. It's really yeah, about it's a, money. Well, fights are made, what, almost $40 billion in 2021. Uh, just and from this, this coming year, their projections are $54 billion with a B. Oh. Yeah, even better. I yeah, mean, I go worldwide. Think of are people not reading between the lines? Yeah. And Covaxin, which I think I talked about that last time we talked. Covaxin, yeah. which is a basic vaccine based on old vaccine concepts like polio, that vaccine languishes in the FDA. They won't approve it, even though it's been administered to 100 million people in India to almost no side effects. So what does that tell you? Like, do they, is it all about, is it really about our health? Is any of this about our health? Because if it was, they would give us choices and we would be able to make that choice. But no, it's not about our health. Yeah. And, and are we, are they going to keep using stuff like this in the future to control us, to lock us down? Do you see this as a power, a power tool for them? I mean, it, when, it, when they want their way going forward? Yeah, it, I think that's what they'd like to do. Uh, I don't, uh, it's, it's the, the whole trucker thing is, is obviously given the powers that be in Canada wake up call because if the minority, yes, they're a minority and even the people that support them are a minority, but if it's a big enough minority and a vocal enough minority, then the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like what, look what happened with BLM. I mean, the squeaky wheel got the grease right. so they can keep trying this stuff. They don't want to, you know, they can crack down on the truckers if they do that they're going to lose more people they're going to you know they're going to bring more people to the trucker's side so i don't think they can do anything really harsh right. everything that they do is looking bad on them so the only thing i would tell you uh, or i would advise them to do and i tweeted this out also but uh, i don't think they should be blocking highways and the only reason i would say that is you you want the regular people on your side you don't want yeah. them pissed that right. they couldn't get home. Okay. So, yeah. and that's the same thing. You know, when BLM was blocking highways, what did oh, we yeah. say? We were pissed. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, we we, have, we can't have, we can't be hypocrites. You're right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Don't block the highways. But other than that, you know, Hey, camp out in front of the, who care, you know, camp out somewhere, make a stand. If you can't go and you're a trucker and you can afford to stay home, don't work. That's it. That's all it's going to take when the shelves start emptying out then they're going to buckle. Yeah. We don't have to block highways. But that's and, Scott, all I'm and Scott, how much credibility do you think the WHO and the CDC has lost? I mean, why are people even still getting their information from them? I mean, we just, we see now the World Health Organization, the WHO today is demanding $16 billion from the world's richest countries to fight coronavirus. And we all know what that is. That's just another money laundering, money pyramid sort of yeah. uh, enrich the cronies. Uh, it's, yeah. not going, it's not going to fight anything. I'm just so tired of these freaking clowns. 
Well, and what's hilarious is look at the numbers in Africa uh, for COVID. Look yeah. at the deaths per million. Like they are doing far better than we are. Far better. I mean, the top, the Omicron was down in South Africa two weeks ago, three weeks yeah. ago, was down to, you know, minor numbers that long ago. And they only had a 27% vaccination rate. Of course, the, the CDC head in Africa said, hey, thanks to our great vaccination rate, they called 27% great because most of Africa is less than 10%. They, they're not vaccinated and they're also not dying from COVID. In, in, a hu in the huge numbers that uh, the Western world is. So I don't right. know. I know there's something to do with obesity and, and diet and those kind of things and also natural immunity to prior yeah. coronaviruses. But do we really need to vaccinate the third world? Is that really something that we need to do? Because I would imagine it, it could do more harm than good. Who, who knows? Yeah. And we also need to understand. I know you got to go here in a second, Scott, but I, we got to understand where the CDC and the WHO funding comes from. It's people like Bill Gates. I mean, this is compromised information. It's not, it, it's just like a mainstream news media outlet. It's, it's an agenda. It's not about telling us the truth. It's not about saving our lives. It's not about benefiting our health. It's about whatever their, their, their donors and their dirty money givers tell them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all corrupt. Um, and the, the good thing that's come out of this is so many people are not going to trust the health establishment anymore no. and that's actually a good thing that's a way more healthy approach to have and scott let's not forget that bill gates and dr fauci have been on camera years prior saying this was going to happen and let's not forget bill gates is known for using his vaccines in foreign countries as experiments this guy has talked about depopulating the world many times it's one of his weird fantasies and and anybody can look up these clips this is not me creating any sort of propaganda this is real life it it's uh it's very um i'll tell you what after there's a lot of conspiracy theories that a lot of people would never have entertained before covid <laughs> right and uh, that, that that they would that it's it seems so plausible now i mean we don't we don't know but i, I tell you it's uh I wouldn't take, I wouldn't put much past these people. I don't trust them and I wouldn't put anything past them. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and you know, it's, um, it, it, it's interesting with, you know, co yeah. I mean, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It, it, go ahead. Well, thankfully there's, the good thing about this has been, and it's been easy to take a pretty consistent path because, I mean, my, my, my path with this has been stay rational, stay reasonable, use common sense, and then make sure there are, there's so many doctors and so many um, scientists and epidemiologists and people who are on team reality with this. We're not out on a limb. Right. I mean, you know, Dr. Bhattacharya, Dr. Koldorf, uh, so, I mean, so many people, the, the frontline doctors, um, and, and it's really growing even on, on, on Twitter, the people who are just really speaking out about this, highly qualified people who know what they're talking about. So it, our, our, our approach is backed by data. It's backed by common sense. And when you can see both sides and you see, you know, it's just, and no offense to chiropractors, but it's not just the chiropractors saying this. You know, it, it's, you know, because the chiropractors always tend to be a little anti-vax, a little bit, you know, conspiracy, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I'm not 
you know, maligning the whole profession because I, I go to chiropractor and they're great, but it's more than that. It's, it's professional, um, highly qualified people. So the, it's been nice to be able to have that backing to where I, I've never once felt like, and you, you probably the same way. It's never been where we're like, man, maybe we're wrong. You know, right. maybe we're just off. Maybe they're right to want to lock down or to want to mask kids or to want to do all these things. Maybe, maybe they're right. No, no, they've never been right. Um, and it's been so obvious the entire time. And that, and that's been nice. And, and just to be able to see some people come more and more people come to that reality has, has been nice too. Yeah. I and mean, let's not forget where the term conspiracy theory came from. It came from the government trying to delegitimize anyone who ever questioned them. I mean, that's really where it, sure. it is. I mean, anybody that's ever tried to go against them or question them is supposed to be deemed as crazy. I mean, that's how they came up with the term. It's, it's insane, yeah. Scott. Maintain really control. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But Scott, tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, Town Hall, my columns on Mondays. I do news coverage for them too um, during the week. So it just depends on when I feel like writing, basically, and when something comes up. Um, and then, but my columns every Monday. And then uh, Twitter is SK Moorfield and Getter is Scott Moorfield. So either one of those is great. So just, uh, yeah, be glad to connect. Perfect, my friend. Well, thanks for being with us. Um, always you, a pleasure, and we'll, we'll talk soon for sure. Sounds good. Thank you. All righty, my friend. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, um, I believe he's with us right now. We have John Colossicon. What's up, buddy? Welcome hey, what's going on, Rory? Thanks welcome. for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you were on my radio show over a year ago. I had you on a few times. I took a year hiatus, now back doing TV. I'm glad you, I, can, I, I'm glad you can join us, brother. It's good to see I you. Love I love the TV. It's much It's much better. Uh, it's going to work out much better, I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's way more up close and personal. And, you know, it's, it's just better. It's 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 for the times. I, I, I like it much better. So it's, it's, it's better for the audience, for sure, and better for my interviews. But, dude, yeah. tell us what you've been up to, what's new, some of the stuff you're working on. It's been crazy. Well, absolutely. It's been crazy. I've been busier than ever. Um, you know, I, I, I do juggle a lot of different products, but, uh, you know, projects, but I'm in the news business with the published reporter. You, you know, you're m most familiar with that one. Yes. And, uh, you know, you talked about a lot of problems, um, you know, in the last hour or so. You know, one of the biggest things that's led to all these problems is this big tech censorship. Yes. And the fact that nobody's getting the real news, especially when it comes to COVID. Matter of fact, I don't know if you know, um, you're probably aware of her, the girl that's running for governor in Arizona. I believe her name is Kari Lake. Um, she actually said that the COVID coverage was the main reason that she got out of the news business and is now running for governor in her state. She just was like horrified yeah. by what was she was, you know, having to report and that she yeah, she's she's brilliant. I used to I used to live in Arizona and um Carrie, Carrie, Carrie is is a great. She'll be fantastic. I mean, I wish her talk. a lot of luck. I wish her a lot of luck. But look what she's against. You know, all the good news about her is not going to be heard, and all right. of the bad news is going to be everywhere. And it's happening. Matter of fact, we did an exclusive interview with her just about a week or so ago, and yeah. she talked about all this stuff. And you know that uh, you know they, they, they're going after her. You know they're going after her really hard, and that's just like they go after anybody, any truth teller. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. so we got to get this. Uh, big tech censorship under control. I personally think it was the major 
contributing factor to the election that we just witnessed. I believe that it was the largest mistake that Trump made in his presidency was not immediately taking care of big tech when he got in in 2016. It should have been a high priority which he realizes now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that needed to be taken care of. And uh, we got to get it taken care of. There's about three different bills that are being worked on right now. One is the Open App Markets Act. The other one is the American Innovation and Choice Online Act. And then the third one is called the Filter Bubble Transparency Act, which is going to make these companies like Google and Facebook and all these people, they're not going to be able to get away with censoring all of, uh, you know, this content. I mean, you you, uh, brought up or an earlier guest brought up the Hunter Biden story that was buried in, what was it, October, late October? Yeah. It's insane. And and look at how they, like media with their algorithm, algorithm on social media, look at, look at how they can cover things up on Facebook, on Twitter. I mean, they were so good at censoring those stories. I remember sharing those links and then they would just disappear. I mean, they, they were so behind helping so many of their leftist candidates on these glow, you know, these platforms are not for pro-America. People need to understand that. They never happen. They're globalists. That's what they, they are. They got too big. What happened? They used to be. They used to be. You know, used to be able to go online and find anything about you know a- anyone, and you know you could research everything. And you always knew you were getting the truth. You're not getting anything but the you know what the truth nowadays. These companies, you know, it was it was media and television that basically ruled the roost. And now, since the internet came, it basically yes. took over everything. That these same dominant players that that learned how to manipulate the media have now learned how to manipulate big tech and 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 no one's finding out anything everything is being censored you got to be worried about what i'm constantly worried about what i'm putting where i'm putting it which account is going to get canceled yeah. um you know we we have uh, now 20 percent of the traffic that we had just a year ago from continually being censored removed out of this app removed from this search engine you know all kinds of problems a miracle that we're even in business at this point if i wasn't personally financing this thing i think we would have just disappeared by now but that is the that is the agenda you know and they got these companies like one of them is called newsguard which is supposed to be telling people which website is telling the truth and which website is lying to you is that like another bullshit snopes like that where they just completely are compromised and they only go by their own state of state of facts it, it, it's it's some sort of a news rating system. First of all, it's it, it's it's one of the biggest kind of like a media like a media matters. Um, I'm not that familiar with media matters. I know I know a site called Alt Sides, which tries to tell you if a site is on the left or on the yeah. right. But basically, what this thing is doing, news, news guard, and there's been a lot of coverage of this as far as Breitbart's covered it. You know, every every uh, conservative and, and another company they've silenced and censored and hidden in the algorithm is Breitbart articles. They don't want people reading Breitbart on big tech. Go ahead, well, go uh, ahead. See, sorry. See, that's what that's what this filter bubble transparency act is going to solve because what it does is it prevents the search engines from treating things differently, and it, 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 it's going to make a law that if if, if a search engine company is going to skew their results, they must give you an option to view the unskewed results. So in other words, if I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to search something and I'm not going to find Breitbart coming up because it's been pushed to page nine, they're not going to be able to get away with that without me knowing that. 
that they did that because there's going to have to be an option that I can click on a button and see the search results unfiltered. Okay, that's why they call it the, un, uh, the, the uh, Filter Bubble Transparency Act. These companies, are, I mean, we're not getting any of the real story. Um, you know, there's all, all, all the nonsense stories are coming up and being found, and all the truthful stories are being buried. And, uh, you know, it's becoming a real problem. Something's got to be done about it. And, and these companies, especially this company, NewsGuard, which if you go to the publishedreporter.com, uh, this video, about uh, NewsGuard, yeah. and uh, everybody should watch this video. There's a couple in there. Um, there's uh, you know Breitbart talking about it. it. It's just bad news. John, let me John, let me take a let me take a quick break. We'll be right back in about a minute. We'll be right back. We are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. I am back here with John C. John, so yeah, man, we we really have to do something about this whole big tech. Absolutely. Here's the the problem, though, John. Here's the problem, and I talk about this with everybody, is that big tech owns Washington, D.C. They own politicians. Whenever a politician is about to do something about it, Big tech says, here's a few, here's a few millies, you know, keep it, zip it, do some favor for us. Just play some political theater, act like you're, act like you're, you know, going to go about, and, and, but you know, and we know nothing, nothing ever ends up happening. I mean, in some form or another, I mean, uh, they're all, you know, there's always somebody in somebody's back pocket. Right. And, um, you know, I always, say, I always say it's big pharma, 
and big tech are the two main entities that own Washington, D.C. And they own the yeah. world. And they pretty much own the world. I mean, if you look at who, look at all these, look at everything that's been ever, you know, Facebook has never been held accountable. Twitter has never been held accountable. Google has never been held accountable. What does that tell you? Well, at least we've been ha starting to see, we, we've been starting to see hearings on this. We're starting to see legislation. But I, I was very suspicious about eight, 10 years ago when, uh, when uh, Eric Schmidt, Google CEO, started hanging out at the White House all the time. All of a sudden, he's walking around with Obama all the time. You know, and you got the other, the other problem is that Google, which is, you know, a huge contributor to all, all this censorship. You know, it's the number one way people find information is Google. Um, you know, um, they, they, you know, they work for the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have all kinds of Pentagon contracts. Uh, you know, how, you know, how much can be trusted between the, what's involved with the communication and the workings between Google and the government. And now we, with the COVID and all this stuff, they're all working with Facebook. They're telling Facebook what you should pull down, what you shouldn't pull down. It, this is just out of control. It's out of control. No one's getting, no one's getting to learn what the hell is going on in the world. And the, the stupidity of people, the, the, you know, the sheep that are out there, the people that are falling for this nonsense, hook, line, and sinker, and the stuff that they believe is, it's mind-blowing. It really is. I mean, it's just it unbelievable. They believe all this stuff that they hear on the TV. Yeah, and you know what's scary, John? It's like politicians push narratives. They push agendas. They push certain ideas. And they... They they think they know that th their voice matters so much, and they know that people will listen to them, especially on the left. So it's like it's like the whole PC culture has become exactly. out, of, out of control. It's like if the politician says the tranny can use the bathroom, their voters are like, oh, my, of course they can. And if you don't believe it, you're hateful. You're hateful, yeah. and all this other shit that is just absolutely deemed idiotic. I mean the. You can identify as a unicorn. You can, um, you know, you can, whatever. I mean, it's ridiculous. A lot it's of this stuff, yeah, I saw it coming years ago. I mean, you know, it was only a few years ago that that Matt, that guy Matt, he was the uh, he was the attorney general for a short period of time. I forget his uh, last name, uh, an interim attorney general of the United States. He said a few years ago that pretty soon I wouldn't be surprised if flying the American flag was considered racist. I mean, the time has come. A lot of people view the MAGA hat, the American flag, as racist. I mean, you know, this we're getting to a point where where reason is just not not here anymore. I mean, things just don't make any sense anymore. Um, we have to get control of the, the narratives that are being pushed, and I really believe that the only way to do that is to you know, start, start doing something about all this, uh, the real fake news. There's, there's a real problem with fake news and it's not the truthful news. It's not a lot of these, uh, you know, publications that are being targeted. It's, those are the ones that you need to listen to. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it's, we got to do something about it, you know, we do. And, you know, I mean, we see all these new platforms coming out, you know, we got Trump's new platform. You know, my biggest concern is Apple. Really? Apple and Google will reject it from the Play Store like they did to Parler. And then Trump, what do you think? Do you think that's probably going to happen? Well, supposedly Trump's uh, company, which is here near me in Palm Beach, it's actually based out of his Mar-a-Lago estate as far as their corporate address. Um, you know, and they got David Nunes working for them now, which is he's the CEO. That's fantastic. Um, 
you know, they're supposed to be building everything on their own. I mean, I guess they're going to have an alternative way to get to the app store. Or, well, I know Gab. Gab has a, an alternative uh, way of downloading their app and stuff like that. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it's great that we have choice. Getter, there's Parler, there's Gab, you know, there's these other social networks. But at the end of the day, there's really nobody, there's not, there's not a whole lot of traffic there. I mean, these dominant platforms like Twitter and Facebook, that's where all the traffic is. I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, um, you used to get most of your traffic from Google. Nowadays, I see Facebook as a leading uh, traffic generator. You know, let's see what happens. It's supposed to be out this month. Trump's thing is supposed to be out this month. They said February was going to be the official launch. Devin Nunes recently said that he expected it to be uh, launched fully before the first quarter, which ends at the end of the month. So I don't know. I'm hoping it's going to be a huge success. Um, I sent in my resume. I would have loved to work there. You know, I have a a great uh, technology background. Um, Yeah. I believe in everything that they're trying to do. I really hope they're going to be successful. Um, you know, Trump's got his lawsuit, too, that's working its way through the legal channels. But Facebook and I mean, they were supposed to have the case handled in Florida. Somehow or another, it got transferred to California. That's not where they wanted the case to be t- uh, dealt with in California. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, uh, you know, Biden at first when he was running, he said he wanted to get a handle on um, Section 230, he thought it should be immediately uh, repealed or whatever his wording was, but immediate was part of it. Now he, uh, you know, the FTC came out uh, and said that they don't want to mess around with it. So, you know, before he's in, he says one thing. After he's in, he says another. It's the same, same thing with everyone. Trump was the only guy that you could take him at his word. His word wasn't always something you wanted to hear. A lot of people didn't like the way he talked. But when he said something, he meant it. He was telling you the truth. At least you can know that he was being honest with you. And that's what we need back in the White House. I mean, you know, hopefully it's going to be him at some point. But if not him, someone like him, because we need to be told the truth. That's what they're doing. And and I'll tell you something. My biggest concern is is just the power that the the big tech and the masters of the universe have. It's tremendous. I call them the masters of the universe because that because they have it all. And if they, if, you know, and I hate to say this, but in terms of Trump, you know, creating his own platform and being in the tech world, he's very small compared to the big to big the big tech guys like Zuckerberg and all these other people yeah. who, who control everything. So I, I just don't. I, they know he's a threat. They know he's a competition. They don't want him getting his messaging out there. And we and we all saw. I mean, they were like, what, how many followers did Trump have on Twitter? Like 80, like 100 million or something. Yeah, and then Facebook, know. he had hundreds of millions. They know people are following him. And I mean, he's he's a he's obviously a big, he's a competitive for them. And they, they don't want that. He lost the election because of big tech, um, yes. because of news and media coverage. There has not been much changed. Okay. We're going right. into a huge election in 2022. Twitter and Facebook and all these big tech companies are still dominant. They're yes. still removing stuff more than ever from yes. stores and things. I mean, wh- wh- when's something going to change? You know I mean, I don't we need to, how do we stop it though? How do we stop big tech? How do we, I mean, I, I they, the, the, the censoring, I mean, I, I what they've done I, to my page, what they've done to my pages. I've been banned on so many different platforms for free speech. I know. Uh, it, it's crazy. What it's, it's all because you disagree with their ideology. 
the only thing we could do is try to push through these pieces of legislation that are supposed to control these companies to make things that they're doing unlawful. And unless we do that, they're going to continue to do exactly what they've been doing, what they have become so good at doing, which right. is censoring the conservative message from wherever it comes from. Doesn't matter how popular the person is. Doesn't matter if they're the president of the United States. Doesn't matter who they are, what they're interested in. It doesn't even matter whether they're left or right. Yeah, the main true. thing is they don't want people saying certain things. And once they say certain things, they're either removed or like in Hollywood, they are completely lambasted into a complete tinfoil hat wearing maniac, like someone like McGowan, who is very, very outspoken, but now she is just considered the biggest lunatic in the world. I don't even really know why. Maybe she is a lunatic, but I can almost guarantee it's because she's she's outspoken and that's why she's labeled a, a lunatic yeah no absolutely john uh i i do want you to stay with us i, I do got to get to congressman tom tom tancredo who i'm really excited to, to chat with but john tell everybody where they can maybe find can, where maybe they can we support this legislation have them uh, we, we need them to support we need everyone to support the legislation they can find me on twitter at my name john colossion or john underscore colossion but the published reporter is you know where you can check me out and get, get a hold of me and you guys are doing good stuff with your news outlet you guys are growing you guys are you guys are making moves we're kicking ass, we're kicking ass. Uh, you know what like i said we, should, we 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 have gone through our growing pains for being removed from certain services and things we as a matter of fact we were in news break uh, which is the largest app in the world. And in June 1st, they, they gave us the X and they start, stopped uh, publishing us. So, you know, it, we're, we're doing our thing. But uh, it, it, this censorship stuff, and it's happening to all the big companies, Newsmax, uh, yeah. Breitbart, they're all getting their channels cut off. They're all getting taken off cable television. It's just a disaster. So thank hey, you John, very much. No, I hear you. John, stay with us. We have about an hour left in the show. Uh, I do want to go to... Uh, of, you know, one of my favorite guys, uh, I'm a big fan, I've always been a big fan, uh, Congressman Tom Tancredo uh, from Colorado. Uh, he served in Congress for many, many years, has a, one hell of a background and an amazing resume, always fought for we the people, a true patriot. How are you, my friend? I, I'm uh, fine. Thank you. What, what's new? What's some of the latest things you've been working on? Well, I do a column every week for uh, something called the American Citizen Press. And so far, we haven't been thrown off. But um, I don't doubt that that's coming very soon. So uh, that's been my main focus for a while. Um, I've written a book. Uh, it will be published this month, I think. Maybe, maybe next month. That took a lot of time. 80,000 words. I, I didn't think I... I kept saying... 80,000 words, wow. I don't have 80,000 words that anybody would care about, but publisher, that's what they wanted. Well, you're a very, you're a very brilliant guy, so I'm sure, oh, every, yeah. I'm sure every word matters. What you have to say, people listen. You, you know, you're, you're on top right. of things for sure. Well, that's, it's supposed to be a uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington sort of, sort of book. So I, I don't know. I, I tell the publisher, I don't know who the hell would read this, all this stuff about me. I mean, it's all like my background, my growing up years, what they did to me in Congress. It uh, could be interesting to some folks, but I can't imagine it's interesting to a lot. I know, I, I think, I, you know, your stories, you know, the way you've lived, the, the chapters you've been through, you know, you, uh, 
it's been quite the ride. I mean, what are your, some of your best moments though? Oh, you know, ser serving in your time in DC. Well, it was when I, uh, I guess I said that uh, I was going to run for president and somebody, some reporter asked me, well, what are you going to do if a, if a, I wish you would have. Yeah. Well, I did. I did. I ran for president, believe it or not. I know it's hard to imagine, but I did in 2007 and we made it through, uh, Eight, nine, eight or nine months, as much as one. I had one issue, one issue, immigration. That was it. I wasn't going to be nominated. I wasn't going to be elected, but I was right. going to force all the guys with, I, I say, tall guys with good hair. I'm going to force them to talk about, I'm going to force them to just say border security. Let's just try that. Two words. See if you can get them uttered out of your throat. You know, right. by the way, I have to excuse my, my own throat because I, I have colon cancer. And I'm oh, going through. Are you doing okay? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a stage three. I mean, it's not, it's not good, but it's not a death sentence. But it's. The, I'm sending. I'm sending my deepest prayers. I'm sending. I'm sending you. my my best wishes. I I am. I will pray for you every second, my friend. But thank so it's you. Sta it's stage three. You said. Yeah, three A. It's called, and it's you know, it's it's not the worst. It's not the best. Right. It's not a death sentence, but it's it, this chemo which I'm going through. Is right. taking my voice, so that's one of the reasons I couldn't do your show earlier. No, your so, voice sounds. No, your voice sounds great right now. No, I, oh, I can hear well, you. I can hear you well. well. I'm glad, glad, glad to hear clear. that. Anyway, um, so I said, they said, well, what would you do if you were president and someone sets off a nuclear device, a, 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 a terrorist? And I said, well, there's nothing to do after after they set off the device except clean up all the dead and quarantine the area for a couple of thousand years. I don't know how long it takes. But I said, what you've got to do is figure out a way to stop them from doing it. Because afterwards, there's no good answer to that. You don't bomb anybody. You don't know who the hell, what country is responsible necessarily. And so you can't even have a traditional kind of response. So I said, and then the guy goes, well, what kind of response, what kind of a thing would stop them? And I said, well, I think that you have to think about what Lao Tzu said about knowing your enemy. You have to know why they're doing what they're doing, what motivates them, how they, how they can, how they react to the general world. And in the case of Islamic extremists, it's all uh, violence. It's to, well, Blow up, blow up the United States. <laughs> it's that's the only way they respond because they're doing this because they are religious and their and their religion tells them to. And I said, so you got to stop that. He said, well, how do you do it? I said, well, I would tell them if I were president, I would tell them if a bomb goes off in the United States and by a terrorist, I don't care what country you came from, I'm going to bomb your holy sites. And the guy goes. What he says? You mean you mean Medina? Uh, you mean Mecca? And I said, Yeah, Mecca and Medina. I would tell them I'd bomb their holy sites if they did that. Well, you would think the freaking world. You would think I did bomb their holy sites. I mean, the reaction was incredible all around the world, and and, and nasty, so nasty. The, 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 the Joint Terrorism Task Force called me up and said, Congressman. Because I was in Congress at the time, I said Congressman, um, you uh, 
are uh, two two teams have been sent from Pakistan to kill you. And I said, well, how do you know that that's true? And he said, we've got, you know, we've got the information. We've got it from uh, somebody that gives us good information. I said, did you pay for it? He said, yes. I said, well, then what the hell? Do you really know that it's true? And it's around the world. Everybody's, I mean, I'm getting threat, death threats every 15 seconds. I said, so what do you think this is? He says, no, no, this is all good stuff we've gotten from Guy before. Well, it turns out they actually caught some, two of them in uh, New Jersey. Two of these people have been sent to kill me in New Jersey. I think they're homegrown, actually. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And, and, and the other two I never heard. And I said, well, what do you expect me to do about this? And he goes, be aware of your surroundings. And I said, be aware of my surroundings. That's how I'm going to deal with people being sent to kill me. Anyway, uh, you said my high point. There was a picture in uh, Time magazine. Yeah. Big picture of me being uh, my being burned at, in, in Stentia, you know. And it said death to Tancredo. But the funny thing was death was spelled wrong and Tancredo was spelled right. <laughs> so... <laughs> That was my biggest moment of pleasure. D-A-T-H. Death to Tancredo. Oh God. It was funny. You had you had no fear, man. You were you were fearless. I mean, you and you got stuff done. You know, you you really, you know, you know, put you know, put your blood, sweat, and tears into making this country better at, you know, in whatever in whatever way you could. You know, today's society, you see all these people lacking, not doing their job. It's a lot of it's political theater. A lot of it's just, oh, yeah. it's bullshit. A lot of it's bullshit. Oh, like, totally, totally. Like, we're, you know, I mean, who, who, who's the best we have in the GOP? I can't even name anybody right now. I mean, it's such weak leadership. I guess I'd say, you know, well, if you're talking about congressional leadership, I would agree with you entirely. DeSantis, yeah. DeSantis, I, I really have to give him high marks for him standing up. Of course. You know, because believe me, these people are powerful. I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy conspirator but these people the the establishment they are so frigging po uh, powerful that anybody that goes against them you have to go good for you buddy because they're, you're going to get your ass kicked from here to uh, Iowa and in terms of powerful are we talking donors are we talking special interest groups are we talking who they have to answer to that sort of powerful um, money drives it all. Right. Whenever you can't think about, whenever you say to yourself, how can that be happening? You know, nobody wants that. Right. How can this be? Follow the money. Exactly. It's, it's always about follow the money. And, That's and, exactly right. And how do we get, how do we get money out of politics? Is it nearly impossible? It is impossible under the Constitution. We'd have, to, we'd have to have a constitutional amendment because no matter what you do, you can't stop somebody from spending their own money yeah. in politics. You know, you just, that's, that's unconstitutional. You'd have to have a constitutional amendment, which might pass. I don't know. It says you can't do it. But right now, I mean, if I wanted to, if I, if I want to contribute to some 
wacko outfit. I mean, that's my business and I can do it personally. Maybe I can't do it by collecting money from you and you and you and you and then do it, but I right. can do it personally. And I, and I know this is not what the founding fathers wanted. And obviously this is years and years of buildup, which is in, in DC, in the swamp, you know, there's a reason why it's called a swamp. But what do you, I mean, how do you, what, do you know when this started? I mean, is there an exact oh, time frame? No. I mean, it's been going on for a long, long, yeah. long, long time. But it do you know exactly when it started? I, I do not. Uh, all I know is that is that government seemed to change dramatically after the Vietnam War. Okay. So I would I I personally would put it there. Right around Vietnam. That. Vietnam War caused all kinds of disruption and including in in our political system and i think that that's where we began to see this hatred for america yeah you know and that's what's that that that, that causes a whole bunch of things and but that's really where it started i think and, and tom you know what i notice nowadays you know they can't have people can't have civil discourse anymore at least when you were serving people could have civil discourse both sides of the aisle could work together. You know, you guys could, you know, be somewhat, you know, or in in many ways cordial and things could actually, things could, you know, make progress. Now it's, it's so hostile and so divisive and so toxic that it's, yeah, I mean, it's so, explain though the difference. I mean, it's a huge difference, right? I mean, it's an amazing how in, you know, what, what'd you leave about? 12, 13 years ago? Uh, in, in 2008. Okay, so about 12, 12 years ago. Okay, so since you left 12 years ago, it's, it's changed dramatically, right? Oh, it, it does seem to. And you know how? Yeah. The left has now... I don't want to say this. The, the left has exposed themselves. Yes. All the things that we've been calling them for years, conspirator, you know, conspiratorial theories and globalism right. and all that stuff, it's all true. And now they're saying it. Right. That's the difference. Before they'd go, what? What are you talking about, Tancredo? You're crazy. Conspiracy theory, globalism, communism. You're a nut case, which I might be, but... Um, but now it's all exposed. Now AOC and all the rest of them are talking about it openly. You know, that's what's changed the most from what I can see from the outside looking in. Yeah, and do you see, do you see it going back to, you know, the days that, you know, when you were serving, or do you see it? How? No, how I, 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 I don't. When I look at history. Yeah, especially political history. I, I see progression of philosophy, a progression of ideas. Yeah, it goes from starts here, it goes here, and then maybe just peters out or something. But generally speaking, they do not reverse themselves. They do not. Right. So, so um, they will demand what they are demanding, and right. uh, we have to. See, I mean, forty percent of the people apparently still think Biden's okay. <laughs> so, that's what, where the hell did they come from? Who are these people? 
I mean, I want to get them in a room and, and waterboard them and find out what they actually. Oh, that was another thing. That was another thing. When I was debating in in the presidential debates, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was my, I can't remember if it was my first, anyway, it was at the Reagan Library, I think. And um, the question, I'm standing there like a potted plant uh, on one side, Ron and Rob Paul, and the, Ron Paul on the other side. We're standing yeah. there, we get no questions, right? Right. And so I'm about ready to fall asleep until all of a sudden uh, Chris Matthews says, Oh, geez, that guy, like that. his show Hardball, I call it Wiffle Ball. <laughs> That's great. He says, we've got a question for Congressman Tancredo. Oh. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. He said, we have a question for all of you. <laughs> it's the first time we got. So, good. Finally, I get to say something. Yeah. Um, and he says, <clears throat> theoretically, hy- uh, this, is, this is hypothetical. Uh, terrorist sets off a bomb in the United States. No, three bombs. Three bombs have gone off in the United States. Yes. The fourth is about to, and it is the big one. And we have somebody in custody that we think knows who and where is going to be detonated. Who's going to do it? Would you waterboard to get the information? <laughs> of course, John... McCain is the first to answer. Oh, jeez. Rhino. Rhino. Oh, 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 Rhino liar. And Tom, Tom, was he, was he a, was he a scumbag? Was he not a, oh, not a oh, good person? I cannot tell you. I mean, you're not supposed to speak evil of the dead, right? But he was the nastiest guy you ever wanted to not meet in your whole life. He was mean. He was vindictive. He had a fuse as short as his. <laughs> Think of whatever you want, uh, and 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 he would go off on people. I saw him get in a fight with his own constituents, a fist fight on the, on the uh, Capitol stairs. He he was a nasty guy, a nasty guy. So so the question goes to him, and he goes, "Oh no, it's terrible. That's not America. Oh my God! Uh, and you can't get good information." Well, I'm on the last. I'm the last one, and I'm thinking. Well, you said it again. I read your book. And you gave good information. You made tapes for the North Vietnamese. And he, and he admits it. And he goes, it's the worst thing I ever did in my life. Well, but what are you going to say? Here's the only guy on stage who'd ever even been in the military, let alone tortured in Hanoi Hilton. So everybody else, oh, no. Absolutely not. Oh, can't do it. Impossible. It's not American. Well, can't you? And I said, so it gets to me, and I said, get this straight. Three bombs have gone off. We got a guy that knows where the fourth one's going to go and who's going to do it. And you want to know by waterboard? I said, I'd be looking for Jack Bauer. <laughs> well, there's this tittering in the audience. A few that knew what I was talking about. You, met, you know, he did that show 24, yeah. and he was just great guy, man. You, you tell me what I want to know. No. Bang. Shoot you in one knee. Tell me what I want to know. No. Bang. Shoot you in the other knee. <laughs> That's the guy I want. What's the guy I want uh, at, in, inquiring <laughs> at this potential terrorist? Well, months later, months later, 
we're in another place and, and another debate. And somebody says, asks him the question, uh, what is, uh, 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 how would you handle some sort of, I don't know, education program, right? It's got nothing to do with national security. And he goes, well, if I wanted to be flippant, I'd ask Jack Bauer to handle it. This is months later. Stuff has been burned and burned and burned, and, you know, in his mind. And, uh, oh, and they were, believe me, we got into it. There's a, you know, a green room. You know what that is? Yeah. Green green room? Yeah, of you course. Know, they put you in there when you're going to go out on these things. You can, can all come in, have yeah. fruit and stuff and talk before they take you out. Yeah. Uh, he never came never would come out and he never would join us in the green room. And then at the end, when they're putting everybody out, then he'd come out of his little room and go out. And I told my wife, you know, they're, they're pumping this guy full of happy pills because, you know, he's the meanest son of a bitch, excuse me, that you ever want to You ever want to know? And, and then he comes running, put, when they shove him out on the stage, he's a, he's a Cheshire cat. Hey, 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 everybody's okay, right? Oh, he was a scoundrel, scoundrel. Honestly, uh, yeah, worst guy we could have nominated uh, naturally. And you know what we have to thank for that? Governor Huckabee, who hated him because he hated Romney, who was going to be the nominee. Hated Romney because Romney was a Mormon. Huckabee is a very you know Christian Christian. So. I mean, don't you think we don't you think we could have prevented Obama winning in two thousand in two thousand eight? I mean, don't oh, absolutely, you think, absolutely. Who do you think? Who do you think? I mean, obviously, you should have been on the ticket, but no, who, who do you no. think? Who I, do you I, think? Who who do you think would have beat Obama and and uh, Sleepy Joe? Probably Romney, but I don't know that we would have had any better outcomes. But even though Romney lost in twenty twelve, you still think he would have won in two thousand eight? I think he had a chance. Yes, I do. I do. So you think Romney's chances in two thousand eight were better than they were in two thousand twelve? I do, but I don't think he was a better guy. I didn't. I, same, I, same. Don't you think him and Obama? They're no different. They're not. But that doesn't. You asked me who would win. Right. Right. Not. No, you didn't ask me who had a different perspective. No, but in turn, in ter- I'm just saying, don't you don't you agree they're both pretty much similar ideologies, oh, yeah. Obama yeah, and yeah. Romney? Yeah, I do. And yeah. I mean, what if what if I mean, Bush in a lot of ways, Tom, he created a mess for the Republican Party. I mean, he really oh, he, Bush was he, terrible, terrible. He screwed terrible. us. I mean, all these wars, all this bullshit, all this nonsense, all this rhino, you know, legislation, you know. And he, you know, people want to blame Obama, and I couldn't stand Obama. Obama is the worst president ever. I mean, Bush is up there too, but Bush is partially responsible for the financial collapse. People don't want to talk about that on the conservative side, but it's true. You know, I'm a conservative, and I think Bush messed up our party in more ways than I can I could ever even say. There's a there's a guy who was his speechwriter. Yeah, and he wrote a book called Speechless, I think, about about his days preparing uh, stuff for Bush. And at one point he had done this big, long um, uh, uh, chapter yeah. about uh, Bush. And, and, and in some part of it, it said, he talked about the conservative um, 
movement. Yeah. And the Republicans have to take care of, take, you know, charge of it. And Bush called him in and he said, what's this, all this crap about conservatism party? He said, well, you know, what do you mean? It's a, it's a, we're, we're the conservative party. He said, I have changed the Republican party. Jeez. That's Bush. It, and he's all part, you know, of the new world order. I mean, he's a oh, globalist. Yeah. He's a yeah. globalist. He's not pro-America. He's not America first. You know, no. it's it, it's part of the military industrial complex. It's all it's all part of the you know. And his father was evil too with some, with a, with policies. You know, yeah. I mean, the Bush family, the Bush legacy goes back, back, back far. Exactly, which is why, uh, you know, what's her name up in uh, Wyoming is still supporting him. Oh, um, and talk about her. What's she still doing? Oh, I mean, what she'll be voted out, don't you think, Tom? Don't you think people are sick of her shit? She is history. And so the only thing, that, and she knows it. And what about all, her dad? What about her neocon father? What, I mean, what, the fact that he, he's, he's <laughs> such a sellout. He's such a punk. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, she's, she is finished. She has nowhere to, well, I don't know where she thinks she's going after this, but she thinks she's going somewhere. Right. And that's why she's doing it. And she's not going anywhere. And Tom, her father and her standing on the floor with the Democrats a month ago, trying to put on this whole f fake freaking persona. You probably were just like, what? You're probably shaking your head. She makes me sick um, because she's from a good, solid Republican state. There's only one congressman. Yeah. And she's it. So she's got to go. Until she does, she makes me sick. That's all I can say. On a scale of one Dicker. to ten, how Dicker. evil is Dick? Dicker. How on a scale of one to ten, how evil is Dick Cheney? Oh, uh, you know, I I do not, honest to God, know about enough about him. Really, really I mean, I, I know what everybody else knows. Right. Which puts him puts him in the crap box for me, but I I've never met him personally, and right. don't, and and even when he was vice president, all they would do is call me and threaten me over a vote uh, or something they wanted me to do that I wouldn't do or something I was doing that they didn't want me to do. Yeah. I would get a call from even the vice president. Right. So with the president uh, and, you know, they, uh, what's his name? Uh, who was, who was Bush seconds chief chief? Oh, come on. Anyway, chemo brain, chemo fog. That's what I'm having. Uh, anyway, um, you know, he, 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 he calls me one day because I, I had challenged uh, Bush and said, if, if we have another attack and we haven't secured our borders, the blood's on his head. Well, the Washington Times wrote it. And I got driving out of my driveway and I get this call and it looks like it's, it's White House. Uh, oh, okay, take it. And it's, you know, his his guy, and he's calling me everything in the book, uh, traitor and everything, and uh, traitor to the party, traitor to the president. And I said, look, you know, I never, I've taken nine oaths in my life after being elected. Yeah. And um, I, and I said, not one of them includes 
the party right. or the president. Right. You are making an oath to the Constitution. Do you understand that? Oh, my God. We got in this horrible screaming match. And he says to me at the end, don't ever door darken the doorstep of this White House. And I said, well, the welcome mat has never been out for me at the White House. So I'm not missing anything, am I? And uh, it just went on all the way up 395, a screaming match. And I was never invited to the White House after. So, so the intimidating on, on voting legislation from the president's it's real. I mean, they, they oh. will call. They will call Congress members. They will call senators and say, "You're doing this." I mean, it, it, so that's that's not that. That's actually that happens. Oh, um, uh, the uh, Medicare Prescription Drug Act, horrible, horrible, trillion dollars in ten years or something for this little slice of uh, of elderly that are too rich for Medicare, too poor for Medicaid. I mean, vice versa. And, um, and so you, all of a sudden you start, and they, the president wanted it. And he wanted it because he said, he told me, I was on the phone with him, he says, this is for me, Tom. Come on, get with the team. And I said, why is it for you? He says, I need, a, I need Florida. And Florida was, of course, a state of many retired people. Who would benefit? But that's all. It was nothing else that America needed. So he had no Republican support or very little. Well, usually you don't put a bill on the floor. The leadership doesn't unless it's going to pass. Okay, you don't do it because it's a bad, it's a embarrassment. So you take your Tom Delay does the count right, and uh, they think they've got it, uh, but they don't. And so they think, but the, the, the Dems promise them X number of, because this is a great spending thing, right? Dems promise them a certain number. So they bring it to the floor at midnight, mind you. And there are, uh, no, I'm sorry, they bring it to the floor at nine. There's two hours of debate. Then you have to have a 15 minute vote. Well, we go through the whole process and the Dems piss back on them. They won't do it. And so uh, they're stuck. We're now, it's now middle of the, you know, it's like one, two, three, four o'clock. And they're calling. Every Everybody on the cabinet was calling people in their, you know, the, the state they came from. Yeah. Saying, you got to do this. We need this. Bush is calling people off the floor. Vice president is calling people off the floor. Because you can't vote on, you can't lobby on the floor. So they bring you a phone. They say the president would like to talk to you. You know, you got to go back to the back room, and so it's. And then they put a buddy with you, a, uh, uh, somebody in your delegation who's going to vote for it has to follow you around, bug the crap out of you, you know. And my buddy was, he uh, was a Republican congressman, Bob Bo Pray, but he was a squish. Anyway, I told him finally about three or four in the morning, Bob, go to sleep. I'm going to go to sleep on the floor of the house here as everybody is. Because uh, you're never going to, I'm never going to vote for it. Go away. Well, about 6.30 in the morning, the speaker comes down off of the dais, right? Wow. 
sits next to my friend Joel, who's been a my friend from we were in we were in the state legislature together. That's how long ago, and uh, but but these two, uh, the speaker and Joel, they came in together in the same freshman class. Okay, yeah, and uh, they're good friends, good friend, and been, and been in for twenty some twenty two years, I think, together. Yeah. Speaker says to him, I hear it. I hear him. Speaker says, Joel, how long have we been friends? Joel says, 22 years. Says, uh, you, uh, have I ever asked you for anything in those 22 years that you couldn't deal with? He said, well, no, Mr. Speaker, but I can't do this. It's a bridge too far. And he says, and the speaker turns to him and says, Joel, you're the chairman of the Armed Services Subcommittee on such and such. Yeah. You're the chairman of NATO Parliamentary Assembly. Yeah. He goes, do you want to be tomorrow? Do you want to be tomorrow? And Joel doesn't say anything. He, and the speaker gets back, goes back up to the dais. And I said, did I just hear that right? Did he threaten you with your committee? chairmanships if you didn't vote for this freedom because we're 217 217 one more vote it's all that they need all night in breaking arms promising but right you know uh, uh, and uh there are 217 and so he, he doesn't do anything for a few minutes gets up walks through and walks and i said no joel no no please not you don't tell me you're going to do this oh dear god because he's been the best conservative, you can, 98%, you know, on all of the ratings and everything. But he, he's going down and he picks the green card. He says, signs it, sends it, gives it to her, and she goes, uh, Representative Sosa, I don't want to say his name, because he's a great guy. Representative Sosa, off, off, no, on, I, and this hammer comes down, bang, end of the session, we pass the bill. Right, it's terrible. He is so emotionally, I would say, disturbed by this that he gets shingles. Oh wow! And eventually, he, year year later, I think he quit Congress, and he was a great guy. But that's what they do to you. Can you imagine what Mansion and Cinema are going through? I can't even. I can't even imagine. And, yeah, and I can't. And, and Tom, I love. I love having you with us. I mean, I could. I could talk to you all day. I mean, it's. It's so entertaining. It's. It, you know, you've lived a, an amazing life. And what are some of the the new thing, the latest things that you're going to be working on? I, I know that you. Uh, all right, I'm going to be working on uh, some sort of memorial uh, and and national recognition of the work of a man named William Wilberforce. William Wilberforce was a British parliamentarian who spent 40 years of his life in British in the 1790s and early 1800s trying to abolish slavery in oh, wow. Soviet Union. I mean, Soviet Union. In, in the British Union. Finally got it accomplished. It cost him almost all of his resources, his health everything but he got the british empire to end the slave trade 
A few years later, he got him to end slavery in England. And it then went all over the world, right? But he's the only person, only person to do that. And Britain is the only country that did it at that time. Wow. Yet you know nothing about him, right? You know nothing about William Wilberforce. He is a white Christian male. And they hate him. He got rid of slavery. But if you go to the CRI, CIR, you know, the, the, the kind of thing they're part, trying to put into all the public schools, yeah. it doesn't mention it. Nobody ever mentions him. I want people to know that the first person to end slavery, first per, in the world, it, it, a, it was a, a white Christian male. So I'm going to work on that for a while. I love that. I love that. And Tom, tell every. Let's get you back here soon. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Uh, it's um, American. Uh, well, no, that's a separate one. Um, Team America Pack. S sounds good. Sounds good, my friend. Well, thank you so much, Tom, and we will definitely talk to you very soon, my friend. Okay. All right. I hope, I, can, I hope I have a better voice. Someday, someday. No, your, voice, your voice sounds great. I'm, pray, I'm praying for you every step of the way. And before I go to a break, what's your biggest prediction for 2022? Oh, my God. It's a scary one. We're going to take over the House and the Senate and then do nothing. <laughs> Just like the Obama years? Just like the Obama years. And real quickly. Follow the money. Follow the money, buddy. And real Follow quick. Do you think the for, do you think the foreign uh, relations are just going to keep getting worse? No, absolutely. Why would they not? I mean, tell me, tell me what could possibly change <laughs> that direction. I, I, I don't know. You'd have to get all the other NATO states to unilaterally do something about it, because I don't think we are going to do anything. And that's what scares me. And even in 2024, if we elect another president and it's not Trump or, or a Trump-like guy, out of, the, out of the swamp, has no connections to any other people, you know, to any of the left players, we'll have the same situation. We'll have a president, two both houses, and we will do nothing to change what they've done to this country. And That's my scariest, scariest scenario. And do you think Trump will run again in 2024? And do you think he'll win? I, I don't know. And I don't even know why I don't want him to, because I love the guy. And, and every, you know, I, maybe the things he says, I wouldn't have him home for coffee or something. Who cares? Who cares? I couldn't care what he tweeted. I never read a single tweet of Donald Trump. I just love the guy for what he was doing. For sure. And, and so I I don't know why I have this hesitancy to say, yeah, do it again, Don. Maybe for his sure. son. Maybe his son. I don't know why. I'm not sure. I, uh, maybe I'm scared he can't get elected. Uh, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Well, yeah. Tom, th thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Pleasure. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. Stay with us.
And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. A big show. We've got a lot, lot to get to, a lot left. Um, I do want to uh, introduce right now, I believe he's with us, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, Carlo Cavazzuti, crime expert, best-selling author, doing a lot of big stuff right now. Carlo, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm glad to see you back on the air. I missed you that whole year. Dude, I missed you too, uh, man. My fourth bo- Ladies and gentlemen, this is one bad motherfucker right here. This guy can track any criminal down. He can whoop any he can whoop any amount of ass needed. This guy gets the job done. This guy's the real deal. Don't fuck with him. Well, thank you for that. That uh, that's a nice pat on the back. Um for sure. Well, like like I said, I got my fourth book out. I really enjoyed listening to Senator Tom Tancredo. Yeah. Um, I believe a lot great. of the things he said. His time, time in office. I wish he was still around, but he's, you know, he uh, he's, he's retired. He's kind of, you know, laying low. And obviously the dynamics have changed, Carlos, since he was in there. Oh, oh definitely. You know, and he, he was talking about uh, – bombing Mecca and Medina if a bomb ever went off in our country. I I said that 30, 40 years ago. That's what yeah. we should do. You warn, you warn them once, they do something stupid, you take out every single one of their, their holy neck. cities. You shoot down their neck and you send a message. You don't, you don't let them, you know, play games. You don't let them, you know, do these little petty things. If they, if they keep pushing, you fucking go full force, man. That's what you got to do. Right, and his opinion about waterboarding was right on the beam. Waterboarding doesn't hurt anyone. It might scare the hell out of you, and you think you might die, but it does physically it does not hurt you. And, you know, eventually everybody talks. And I, and I think our uh, military services and our uh, uh, federal agencies in a life-and-death situation should be able to go beyond waterboarding. We need to bring that back, but we're not going to see it under Sleepy Joe. Yeah, we're too. It's too PC culture. We've become too much pu- a pussies. I mean, it's not like the old days, you know. I mean, they're they're too nice to these terrorists. You're right. You, you, you know, I'm I'm on this one website. It's called Nextdoor. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's all over the United States. Yeah. And we got into a conversation about stuff. And I was talking about, well, you know, you got the illegal aliens coming over here. You got the MS-13. You got the trafficking. We got to seal the border up. You, you know, I got booted for four days for mentioning that kind of stuff. Four days because I hurt some little libtard's feelings. And it, it's just disgusting. Uh I, this country's going downhill really quick, and I I hope to God in 2022 uh, something changes and we can get back on track with where we were. Uh, I mean, just the inflation alone, gas has gone up a buck fifty here, and this is the state of Texas, man. Uh, it, it, you know, we got more gas than probably the rest of the country does. We have more oil in this country than the entire world does. Why should we not be pumping that gas out? And that's the thing. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, we we were energy independent. 
We had the lowest gas prices. We we weren't we weren't relying on other countries for all this exporting. I mean, we, we weren't we weren't we weren't relying on all this bullshit when Trump I know, was in there. I know when Trump was in there. You know, <laughs> there, there was an interesting blurb in the Dallas Morning News. Um, the Democrats are now backpedaling about the crack pipes. They're not going to put them out. They're not giving them out. They're not going to spend $20 million uh, because there was an uproar in social media. It's about time people start grabbing their balls and putting them on the line and letting our representatives know we're not going to tolerate this kind of stuff. Uh, I support the truckers. Did you know the freaking Ottawa police were taking firewood away from the truckers and it was sub uh, freezing temperatures? That's all they had to keep warm. They were taking their firewood away. Who does that? Uh, I, I thought the cops are supposed to protect and serve. They, they're a disgrace to their uniform and to their badge and to their city and country. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And I mean, the, the fact that the, the police officers can't even do their jobs, I mean, because these mayors are telling them what they can and cannot do and telling them to stand down. I mean, it's, it's a scary time and crime is at an all time high. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you know, we, we got two uh, libtard colleges in the town I live in. And you you can tell the libtards because they're, uh, oh, you got to wear a mask. You know, you got to stay six feet apart. Well, if you're staying six feet apart, why do you need a mask? You, you, you know how the saying goes. If you're vaccinated, you know, why do you need to wear a mask? And, and all this stuff. But, you know, they look at you funny. They're driving around in their cars. You mentioned it earlier. Wearing a mask. This is no lie. I, I joined Planet Fitness. My wife and I both joined. And we've been working out again. Um, there's people in there on the treadmill um, running full speed and wearing a mask. Who does that? Who breathes in their own CO2? You know, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, I think this, all, just real quick, I think this is all has been a test to see if we will comply. And I think there's enough pushback that they won't try it again unless they win in 2024. I agree. I agree. Um, Car Carlo, um, stay on the screen. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get all of us on here in a second. Stay on. Stay with us, though. Uh, I do. I do want to go to um, I want to go to. Uh, Actually, Pastor, I'm going to come right back to you. Hold on one second. Uh, I want to go to Equi Equintal Middleton. Equintal, how are you, buddy? What I'm good, man. How are you? I, I can barely hear you. There's a connection issue. How about now? And there's like a there's like a screeching. F call back in in a second. Fix fix the screeching. All right, I'll talk to you in a second. I want I want to go to uh, Pastor uh, Dr. Rodney Evans. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm sure you've a lot of so far about the show. I want to get oh, uh, your kind of input on everything. The show has been awesome. I've just sat back and enjoyed listening to it today. Thank uh, you. There's a lot of things that, that you could talk about. You know, as you know, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. That's where I was uh, a couple of weeks ago on the show. Um, I'm really concerned about 
Biden when he talks about the crack pops. <laughs> yeah. In in my area that I'm originally from, yeah, drugs is bad. And I and I think you know what? Here's what I think, Pastor. I think it kind of there's something about what Biden's doing right now that resonates with his 94 crime bill because it's like he wants to yes. put because we all know who and I'm you know this is this is the facts who who crack who crack affected the most which which racial community and it's like yes. they're gonna start they're gonna start arresting black people again with crack it's gonna put people in jail so what's the difference between this and the 94 crime bill I'm kind of wondering well look at what Harris if you go back and look at her how many people walking up people for marijuana so you're looking at this like I said in the state I'm from and I had family members that had issues and they've they've got it taken care of now yeah but there's and some of it was doctor prescribed but right. we have issues in this country when it comes to drugs and Biden wants just to push it my question is why why does he want everyone on drugs and other things so badly because it's really coming from the Democrat side. I, I just don't understand his analogy on that. I don't understand why he would want it. He's really making the people that did vote for him look really silly right now. Yeah, like exactly. And I talked to his supporters and like I've said on this show many times, the only thing I can ever hear come out of their mouth is, well, at least he's not Trump. At least he's not Trump. I mean, it's like I'd rather have some mean tweets right now. I'd rather have I want I want to see like I miss that. I miss going on Twitter. I miss waking up in the morning, yeah. drinking my coffee, you know, go, you know, doing my morning routines and reading tweets. Like I I I enjoy that because every morning we always got something funny from Trump. He was going after someone and calling somebody out, but he did it in an honest way. But it was authentic. Yes. It was it was himself. But he you know it, in the way he communicates with us he talks to us like we're his friend he doesn't talk to us like we're peasants like most of these politicians do and that's what people love about trump is yeah. the realness you know what i mean well he, he is he is real when he when he comes out there's some things i wish as we've talked about he would polish a little more polished a little more yes. controlled yes but he's not fake he is right. who he is so I'm we got to appreciate that. that's what i appreciate I, there's certain things i wish he wouldn't say but at the same time i'm like well, you know, I pick my battles because I, I appreciate yeah. authenticity more than I appreciate fakeness. Oh, well, I agree with you 100%. I would prefer him to be like he was right. than not hearing from him at all right now. I mean, right. as you know, you're on Twitter. You know what happened to my Twitter, which I'm back on again. with. My, oh, yeah, they're, and they're removing, they're removing followers from people. And they, they already removed like 200 of my followers today. I mean, it's... Yeah, I lost two hundred, and then somebody put over. I forget how many. They lost like thirty thousand or something. I don't. Oh, yeah, and they're understand. deleting accounts left and right. They're whoever. I mean, it's like conservatives mostly is who they're targeting, and it's happening like crazy. That's all they're going after is conservatives. I mean, yeah. when they went back after uh, January the sixth stuff, and they started deleting people, it wasn't stuff they put out. It was stuff they were retweeting. Yes and saying it wasn't the person that was doing it and they would say they got you for spam or they got you for this I, I do believe something needs to happen with high tech but also you know i do agree that the republicans will take back the senate and the house and my question is i, I hope your last person was wrong hopefully 
the Republicans will try to do some things because if they don't, then it'll be a very close race in 2024. But if they do some stuff, I think it'll be a blowout in 2024. And that's my, and, and, and here we got to figure out, we got to figure out something. And, and this is what I try to wonder myself is why weren't they getting things done when they had controls of the house and the Senate during the Obama years? Like why? I mean, you guys had it. There had to have yeah. been some reason because you got, they go to work every day. They're supposed to perform. They're supposed to deliver to their constituents. That's what yeah. they're, that's what they're there to do. So is there compromise money to try to prevent the the conservative agenda that was, you know, n- not allowing this to happen? I'm wondering why, because when well, you have control like that, it doesn't matter who the president is. Because if you know, you, you, I can guarantee you, if Democrats had control right now of both House and Senate, it would be over. Our country would be gone. We would have nothing left. We would be Venezuela. Because the Democrats are dirty and they 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 act. They'll go to whatever standards to pass to pass certain things. Like these people are ruthless. The Republicans well, the GOP back down. If you didn't have Manchin right now, they'd be doing it right now. Exactly. So that's what I wonder. Why are the Democrats so much more persistent and so much more aggressive? And it's almost it's almost like they have a better work ethic with getting their evil stuff yes. ac- put across. And the GOP just backs down like wimps. They don't do anything. It's political theater. They just talk, talk, talk. And you know what? People like Ted Cruz were supposed to be the next big, big people for us. But Ted Cruz has let me down with some of me some too. of the comments. With you know, kind you know, he and he's 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 kind of shied away and kind of distanced him, distanced himself from Trump supporters. He's kind of a rhino. He's getting there. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know who to look to anymore. I mean, I, you know who I like a lot is Josh Hawley. I think Josh Hawley should be president. Mm-hmm. I, I think that kid has a bright future. I think he's on top of things. I think he's probably the greatest asset we have in the conservative movement in Washington right now, the way he's fighting big tech, the way he's fighting so many scenarios. And Josh Hawley is a no no bullshit kind of guy. He gets the, he's, he's to the point. I also like Rand Paul. He's all, he's always been consistent. Um, I, I I like some governors. Yeah. DeSantis is great. You know, Gnome is awesome. You know, Bobert, uh, who's in Congress, that, that lady, I think she's doing good things. I, I think we have some good, I think we have some good people, but a few good people is not enough to pass an agenda that we need. Well, you got to look at when Trump went in, we, when Trump went in, we had control of this of both houses, right? And, and we did nothing. We got some through, but they were so right. much trying to resist Trump, right? That if they would have worked on issues, we may have not had the issue we have now. It's true. But you had so many people re, re, resisting yeah. and all this stuff going on that yeah. I wish that you know they would have worked something out then. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I want to get, I want to get your thoughts, John. I, mean, you, I know you've been listening, John, quite a bit. What are your thoughts on everything? You know, just what we've been talking about the last like hour. Oh man, this is bad. <laughs> I've been zoning off, but I mean, I, I know that uh, the pastor touched on uh, um, the fact that uh, the, the past congressman that you had on before 
Um, doesn't really think anybody's going to do anything. It's, uh, horribly, that's kind of like the status quo, it feels like these days, because nothing ever changes. Yeah. But we can't, uh, you know, this can't, country can't afford to do nothing. I mean, something must be done. Something must be done about all these things. Um, something's got to change. Otherwise, you know, I, I really don't want to think about where we're going. I mean, this is we have serious problems. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you know, this is the greatest time to have a talk show, uh, Rory, because, uh, you know, look at the topics that are filled in our daily. I mean, this, you know, the stuff is the stuff that's going on is really unbelievable. You know, I mean, the news used to be pretty bad. Now it's it's just it's hard to even believe. Yeah. And I mean, they're monitoring you know, we gotta they're monitor make the right we got to have the right yeah. Yeah. and they're monitoring our phone calls they're uh, pretty soon they'll probably control bank accounts whether I'm, or not conservatives can I'm have sure, bank accounts i'm sure they're monitoring this show right now i yeah. mean uh, you know anybody that has a conservative view about anything is a target it's just right. unfortunately the way it is right and, 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 yeah and, and it's like the not complying with big government you know it, it's unbelievable the, the what they'll do what they'll do to people i mean i mean we're looking now here here's something that i wanted to discuss with everybody in australia and this is they, australia right now just announced if you start swearing in public they will arrest you they will they will find you and they will arrest you we're talking about australia we're not talking about a third world country we're yeah. talking about a peaceful loving freedom country once upon a time before it was taken over by a bunch of freaking moron idiots. And now that kind of ideology can transition and transfer easily over to America. I mean, think of going in public and swearing and getting fines and getting arrested. I mean, this is where we're headed because it, you know, it starts in Australia, goes to Canada, then it can easily come here. I mean, this is, this is how it works. We're seeing all kinds of things that, 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 you know, happened in other countries that we never believed would happen here. It's here. You know, we have all the surveillance. We have all the, uh, the you know, manipulation of the media. You know, we have, uh, you know, all, all of these things that are happening in society that uh, we never really thought would, would happen uh, in this country. And, and it's here, you know. And think about the drone. Like, they're doing drones circling people's houses. I mean, they're they're watching our – people are watching our every move. I mean, they, yes. they, technology is more advanced than ever before. It's more evolved. Every the, way the, time. the way the DOJ is weaponizing, you know, parents and trying to go after education. Did you, did you see to... the story yesterday with the, the, the Department of Justice said the United States is on a heightened terror alert, basically because of uh, the people that are talking about COVID and the election yeah. integrity issues. Yeah, are... if we meant, yeah, if we mentioned COVID or anything about election integrity online, we're considered terrorists. We're exactly. considered a domestic threat. That's what the DOJ is discussing right now. That's where their priorities are during a freaking scamdemic. I mean, what the hell is going on? Bad news. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nobody's really doing anything about it. Yeah, I mean, that's the big. That's the problem. No one's gonna. No one's doing anything about it. So we, we better take over. This, this, this was this was nothing more than the flu. Uh, Absolutely. This, this was just a, a big flu uh, epidemic. And, uh, yeah. you know, and this 5, 5G system putting in, that's going to make it all the easier for them to keep track of us. 
I thought I thought that the mask thing and the COVID would die down after the election because I really believed that that was all it was about. But I think what happened is the control freaks fell in love with the level of of you know basic population control that they had. They just didn't want to give it up. I, I can't make any other sense of it. I, it should have gone away. That, that that is a whole nother show. COVID, the disaster of COVID, everything that's happened with this craziness of COVID. But as far as surveillance, every time iOS comes out with an update, I'm telling you, it's a, they got new surveillance in it. That's that's why there's so many updates. Yeah, new and, piece and, of and, and yeah, think about the updates. The iOS on Apple, they're absolutely you know every time there's an update, people are too naive and gullible to understand. That's just more government power and more government control and more government monitoring because Apple has massive contracts with the government for person, you know, people's personal information, people's, you know, whereabouts, all that. They're tracking everything yeah. you can think of. And, and this is this is not new. This goes back 10 years. Oh, remember, remember, um, but I'm, it's getting more advanced. It's getting more advanced is terrifying because as it gets more evolved, it's it's going to be. I mean, we, we think it's scary now. Imagine another three to four years. How long ago was it when Edward Snowden came out? Is that ten years ago now? How long? Ago almost, almost. Can you about. imagine a decade, a decade? And they swore up and down. And that guy in the CIA, I forget what his name was, sat in front of Congress and specifically when they asked him, basically, you know, they asked him specifically if if they were listening to these communications inside the United States or if they were just doing it overseas where they're allowed to do it. Very specifically, said they were not doing it here. And that was when Snowden came out. I mean, they are just lying right to our faces. Mm. And every, look at Fauci. He lied to Congress. What's going to happen? Zero. Nothing. Nothing, Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing. He's just going to lie. I, I, lie. I don't trust the FBI Nothing. or the CIA. I don't can trust you, any of them. Can you guys imagine? Just think for a second. Imagine being somebody like Fauci, responsible for millions of deaths, Getting paid what? Eleven million a year. He's getting paid something. He's the highest paid government official in terms of salary. But imagine just just going on TV, making all these appearances, all these endorsement deals, and ha and having this you know persona like, like nothing's wrong, and, and just this at this acting facade. And he responsible for millions of lives. This guy's a scumbag. This and he changes his mind every two days. Oh yeah. The media, the media does not does not give him a hard time. They just, they, they, you know, people, half this country doesn't know all the stuff that he's done. And what about him yeah. being responsible for the AIDS crisis in the 80s? People don't even talk about that. He was yeah. the one overseeing that. And there were medications that could have prevented a lot of people from dying and getting further sick. If you don't know, there's nothing you can do about it. The majority of this country listens to CNN and NBC and all those bullshit news things. So they don't even know these stories. Right. And they're, you know, and the whole, you know, it, it all started with wear, a, you know, not wear a mask. Remember when Fauci first came out and he said masks won't do anything. And then oh, later on, he says, oh, OK, yeah, you know, masks, masks will masks will help. Then he says masks will, will prevent. And we all see the the message keeps changing, and then it was, and then it, and then it was. If you get the vaccine, you'll be safe. Oh no! If you get the vaccine, you know you just won't get as sick. Uh, and then it's you may end up in the hospital, but at least you're not going to die. Like, come on! Now it's like, well, we don't even know what you know, what, you know how safe you are, you know, with the vaccine. They don't know. They don't know anything. All they know is how to sell more vaccine. Now they want to give it to to. Right. 
And look at the study from John Hopkins University that came out. Yeah. It did more damage to people's psychosis than the actual disease itself. Yeah. Suicide's up. Drug use is up. Divorce is up. Domestic violence is up. All this stuff is up. And the, the, the destruction and the devastation and the, and the massive damage that it's going to have to people's psychological mindset for years to come is is a very sad state of affairs and people don't even realize oh yeah people are nobody wants to talk about it oh and the amounts of people going to therapy for the first time is up i mean it's it's out of control it's it's mind-blowing um equital let's go to you buddy i'm sure you have some thoughts hey man how you guys doing today doing good buddy good Oh, you're you're ex. Good to see you again, man. You're you're ex detective cop, right? Correct. Hello. Hello. Yes. I'm retired cop. Yeah, Carlo. Retired cop. Yeah. Bounty hunter. He's a bounty hunter too. Bounty hunter, right? Yeah. The hype that the media tried to put out about you know the the defund the police, cops are against blacks, the Black Lives Matter against the cops. I would stop this morning. I got something for you guys hot off the press. I would stop. I was dead wrong. I was going 47 miles above the speed limit. Uh, I was going in and out of lanes without uh, switching, you know, switching uh, your, you got to have your signals on. Yeah. And I was dead wrong. A white cop, Stop a black guy that looked like this. This is the exact shirt I had on this morning, and I was speeding, blowing. I was flying. He pulled me over, and what I want to, what I, the point I want to make is, if you treat both of them with respect, you'll get respect back. And I want to send that message to all of my people who try to put that. I've been sent, I've been sent thousands of videos saying, "Hey, look at look at what happened here," but in all. All the videos that I received, the guy was disrespecting the cops first. You know, he, he disrespected the order. He, he, you know, he didn't listen. So anyway, I got stopped. I'm dead wrong. I put, I turned my car off. I put, I'm in Nassau County. I put my keys on the dashboard. I turned the car off. I lowered my windows. I kept my hands visible. And I said, hey, officer, how are you doing today? And I know from that, Rory, from that start right there, I made a statement that I am a regular civil human being. Despite my skin color, right? Right off the bat, the, the officer, he was the, what do you call it? I, was, I disarmed him, in a sense, right? And he immediately treated me with respect. He said, hey, guy, you know what? Um, you were speeding. I'm stopping you because of this and that. I said, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get to work. The cop was very kind. He took my information. He went back to the car, found out that, to my surprise, my car was now registered properly, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know what? I could tow your car, but you really seem like a nice guy. Take the car home. Have a nice day. Just get that registration issue straight. And that's just a pure example. I'm coming from the old school. You get respect, you get respect. And these are police. These are people who are keeping law and order. So shout out to that policeman. I was actually doing a live this morning. This was 743 this morning, Rory. So I was on a live camera doing the video, and he stopped me for speeding. And like I said, I was in the wrong. So for all the people in my color, if we're in the wrong, that doesn't give a cop uh, the right to disrespect you. But if you disrespect him 
on the top of doing wrong, when they approach you and they ask you, hey, give me your license, what do you expect? These cops are human. You know what I mean? So, for example, the cop was a perfect gentleman. I think I even made a joke afterwards. He made a joke. We both chuggled. Have a nice day. Right? So that's, that's just a pure example of all the hype that the media has, you know, has tried to put on, you know, black versus white cop racism. Cops are pigs. They're no good. Black lives matter. Treat them with respect. You'll get respect back. I'm glad. I'm, I'm totally, totally confident that Carlo would agree with that. You know, um, I was thinking about, I meant to close out last night. I, the other night I was on, I meant to talk about my guy. You know who we always got to kick it with? Um, we always got to talk about my guy, Kanye. Kanye has been crying out for unity amongst all people. But one thing that Kanye said that really pointed out uh, a serious thing that what's going on is that Kanye has been crying out to other rappers about this whole Republican Black Lives Matter saying it's all, you know, something's <laughs> wrong here, right? <coughs> Kanye, for, for a while, you know, he, he stood with Trump. He supported Trump. They, they called him a coon. They called him Kanye, right? He still stood firm. He chilled out on that, but one thing I want to point out, Kanye did say, and he says repeatedly, a lot of other rappers stood against him in public, like, you know, on the media, but they would call him personally and privately and say, hey, man, despite everything, you know, uh, I support you. And I, I don't believe all this crap. You know, he said he was hurt by all of those who would support him and Trump privately, but not publicly. Claiming a shoe and I'm doing this, I'm doing that, which I don't condone. But you're really tough in the street, but you're not tough when it comes to, you know, standing for what's right. So Kanye was very hurt. He's very hurt by that. Like, I got a million, he's got other rappers crying out to him, like, privately saying, Yo, bro, I would get with you and, and Trump and the Republican movement, but, you know, it's just too much on the line with me. That's right. sad. Right. You know, for sure. You know, I want to ask you about something. So the mayor, Eric Adams, he came out, you know, it came out the other day, an old tape of him saying that he used to beat the shit out of crackers. Can you imagine if a white person, if there was an oh. old video of a white mayor saying he used to beat the shit out of, you know, like, can you imagine like, but all, all the mayor of New York had to do was say, I'm sorry, and it's like it's dropped. Oh, no big deal. Oh, yeah, just say you're sorry. Oh, yeah, move on. Oh, come on. If it was the other way around, can you imagine, dude? But well, why Why can't we all be like that? Whatever you're black, that's why, what you're black, That's what I'm saying. Like, can we, like, people should leave what happened in the past. Like, I believe, like, we're taught you can always change tomorrow. You can always be a better person. What happened yesterday, you know, leave it in the past. You know, and this whole cancel culture kind of defeats that purpose. It's like cancel culture can come comfort somebody for what they said 30 years ago. But I still think that this double standard is real though. Cause if, cause a white guy would be out of a job if he said something like that, like that's crazy. Like it's crazy that there's not more media coverage on it. I'm surprised. I, I, I remember when Eric Adams was coming up in the ranks. I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him. Cause I like, I like the law enforcement mentality. I think there's some, Good stuff. I think it's kind of weird. He's a vegan. That's kind of beta to me. But 
But I, I don't. No, you're not. No, you're not, dude. No, you're not. Okay, let's we'll, we'll talk about that later. No, but continue. But continue though. But yeah, I did. I did hear about that, and um, you know, it's they're gonna dig up things. You know how it goes, Rory. You know how this thing goes, but. They, they they dug that up. Why did they do that? You know you know why they dug that. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a he's a he's his color, he's standing up for it and boom. You know what I mean? And he was like the hope, you know, a piece of the hope that we that we had and they're not gonna let that go. They are not gonna let that go. Unfortunately, he's gonna have to look to Jesus for that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like unfortunately I wish it were like that, that People can see other people as humans, despite their, you know, their their title, you know, and and just separate. Hey, he's human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, people saw more people saw Trump as a human being, and that's why they, you know, like the like the the guy said. He said Trump, you know, so see him as a human being. And of course, if you hold a title, if you're you're, you know, if you hold some some prominent position, you are to hold yourself. You know, you want to carry yourself, you know, as best you can. But hey, I hope you guys give give me a pass. You know, I'm not high up there like that. But he needs a pass. You know, he need, we all need that human pass sometimes. For sure. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna put I'm put everybody back on the screen. I'll get I'll get every I want to get everybody's everybody's thoughts on everything. Um, Pastor, I'll go to you. Well, I just wanted to bring up a couple of things that some of your other people had talked about. You know, I believe there's a group and I believe it's a lot of the Democrats that would like to see the fall of America in a sense. They don't want us to be the power that we are right now. Yeah. They don't want us to be able to control things. Right. Uh, you see that constantly with all the stuff that's going on. I mean, look at our military now. Trump had him build up. He had a lot of good things going on there. And now look what's going on with them. We were embarrassed with the withdrawals and other things that's going on. And our country's in a mess. And it's going to take the American people. And as a pastor, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take us believing. And this is one thing I put out today. I believe that we need to pray that everything the Democrats are trying to do, they can't do. Right. And throughout history, if you study history, God's hand has moved in a lot of things for this country are we perfect have we done some things that i wish that our country had not done yes but overall god has moved in a lot of things in this country and i believe he can move in this and it's going to take people speaking up like we are tonight it's going to take yeah. people praying and believing god for a supernatural move and I, I believe he can do it and i believe he uses people bible says faith without works is dead so if we're not vocal and we're not saying things then we, you know, we can set with faith, but it don't work unless we're willing to say something. And throughout history, especially for our independence, it was ministers. It was people speaking up and saying things. And that's one reason they want to push down the church. They want the church quiet. They don't want us saying anything because as conservatives, mainly our Christians, they don't want us saying anything. They want us to, as we said last telecast, they want us to be zombies. And they want us to be quiet so they can control everything. And if we say anything against them that, hey, we don't, we're not going to take that, we're not going to allow this, then they try to press us, take us off social media, 
do anything to stop our voice because they want to control everything. It's true. It's true. There's no boundaries. There's no limits. No. I mean, if we get any sort of useful information, if we get anything that benefits us, that, you know, they, that they, you know, anything that we can use against them, I mean, they come for us. It's, it's scary. Well, it's like, you know, that people's talked about the mask. Uh, the mask is useless. Cloth masks Absolutely. are useless. You know, my, I've got people in my family that are nurses. Uh, they're useless. My, the people's told me the only thing it is, is staying clean. And when you're out pushing a buggy, don't take and start wiping your face. That's the main thing all the people that I have that's contacted with me that's in the uh, medical field is a lot of it's cleanliness. And if you're touching stuff, just don't touch your face. And that's the same thing that happens when you are at the flu season. You don't want to do that. So True. it's the same, same premise. True. No, I agree. Carlo, I'll go to you. Uh, Equital, I... You're 100% right on when it comes to getting uh, pulled over by the police. I, I wrote my share of tickets, probably more than anybody else in the department did. And, you know, everybody got their fair share. I go up to a car and people treated me with some respect right off the bat and didn't start, what are you pulling me over for? Why are you doing this? I didn't do nothing wrong. Well, you know, that, that starts raising the tension level up a little bit. But people are nice. I explained to them why I stopped them. If I give them a ticket, I, like a speeding ticket, I'd say, hey, you can, uh, you know, go to court and ask to go to driver's school. And you'll get a, you'll only have to pay for a parking ticket and no mark on your license. Or if it's equipment violation, go get this fixed. They'll dismiss it in court. Or I'll just say, go and have a nice night. And but you never know who you're going to pull over. You never know. True. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a crap shoot. Every time a cop out there pulls a car over, I wouldn't want the job now. I really wouldn't. Uh, so many people watching you, not, not from the viewpoint of, Oh, we're going to catch some cops doing some bad stuff to bad people. Um, you know, don't make yourself a bad person. Uh, you know, I tell young men all the time, that treat a cop with respect. If you got a beef with the cop, go to court. Take it to court and resolve. Get yourself a lawyer if you have to. Don't be a jerk. And because that's only going to end up costing you more money and it's going to end up putting more charges on you. And uh, I, I just want to tell Jeff, uh, thank you for letting me... Uh, write a few articles for the published reporter and uh, pastor, you and I have had some contact on Twitter. Yes. I appreciate that. And let me thank you, but this whole time I did not recognize you. Now, now I, now I know, now I know that <laughs> I know you personally. I didn't even recognize well, you. Well, well, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 71 in a couple months. Very so, good. But uh, whatever you want. It's, it's, it's for you whatever you want. And Car Carlo, tell us about this new book you have coming out. Well, this new book I have coming out, it's uh starts during the 1678s, which is the golden era of piracy. And a Spanish galleon takes over this uh, Portuguese carac, steals uh, a ton of gold from them. Uh, a storm comes up, they get stranded on this little spit of an island, and 
Uh, of course, uh, the tale was handed down through the ages by one sole survivor, and Carlo, who is the main character in the book, he hears a story overnight from the descendant of this cabin boy who was on the Spanish galleon. And they go on a search for gold. And, and uh, they end up finding it. Um, but it's, it's a real twist. It goes back and forth. It goes over to Nigeria. Um, it, uh, uh, I had to do a lot of research for it. And the what? Oh, yeah, Gordon Cooper. I, I'm sorry, my, my wonderful wife was talking to me, uh, my free publicist. Uh, Gordon Cooper, when he was up in space during the Mercury uh, or the Apollo project, he photographed anomalies in the Caribbean. Yeah. And people have gone there. Some, they found ships. They found gold or silver. They found, you know, gems, whatever. But uh, getting to keep that stuff is really hard. It can go back to the country where it was taken from. It can go to the country where it was found. It can go to the country on whose ship it was. Uh, it, so uh, salvagers don't make a lot of money unless you do it the sneaky way I did in the book. And, and Carlo, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. CavazutiCrime.com is my website. Uh, on Twitter, Cav45C. Um, and my uh, email account is uh, carlocavazuti45 at gmail.com. Perfect, perfect. And Pastor, uh, where can everybody find you? Are you sure you want me to go through all this? Um, you can contact me on Twitter at Rod and Teresa Evans. Everything else is Rodney Evans. I've got two YouTube channels. One's for ministry. It is Real Life Discussions with Pastor Rodney Evans. The other one is a uh, camping, more video stuff that me and my wife do. It is We're On Our Way. And now we are on Ram, is a Ramble, a Rumble. Rumble, We yeah. are on that. We just started that one. So you I can catch that. us on YouTube and that one also. I love it. Uh, Equital, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Well, I'm streaming live now. I'm I'm on uh, Facebook at Equinto Middleton, uh, and then I have another Facebook page. It's Quint Advice, uh, and then my YouTube where I tell a couple of stories about my past and give some fitness advice there. Uh, Quint Advice YouTube and Quint underscore Advice on Instagram. You can find me there. Perfect. And and John, I'll. I'll uh... I'll give you final thoughts and tell everybody where they can find you. Well, final thoughts is that when I was young, I was taught to uh, respect police officers and respect your people in the military. I mean, that was just that was just normal <laughs> back then. I have no idea what has happened. I feel so horrible for these there police out there that have to go out there. And I mean, really, every single day. It's crazy. You got to kiss their families goodbye, not knowing if they're going to come home. I yeah, mean, the, I mean they don't, and they don't get in it for the pay. Like they get treated like shit. I mean, never, people, you know, just the the war on cops is is worse than it's ever been. Go ahead. It's a serious problem, and we yeah. never lived in a world where people were executing police officers. And, and, and I, we just read a poll. I just read a poll the other day. Uh, Point black police, police officer deaths the worst since 1995. 
you know, it's just, it's just so, so, you know, as far as the traffic stop, good for you. You know, it's all about just, just being respectful. I mean, you know, I was mischievous too, as a child, but you know, and I didn't, you know, always want to, you know, get pulled over and this and that, but when I got pulled over, that was it. That's time to now respect this officer. I mean, that was just the way I was raised to think. I mean, I don't know what happened to now people. They don't think that way anymore. It's terrible. So anyway, that, that that's another story. That's what, what's happening to these guys. I mean, geez, back the blue. That has to be a thing where we have to like tell people to respect police officers. I mean, that's amazing. It should just be common sense. Right. But anyway, um, so you can find me. I'm really on, very active on my Twitter page. Um, so find me on Twitter. It's my name, John underscore Colacion. But I, sometimes I'm easier to find just typing in published reporter and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, just follow me there. I got a million websites, you know, I'm all over the place, but Twitter is probably a good place. And I, you know, I, I communicate with people. I do use the messenger. I talk back and forth with people and stuff. So that's a good spot for me. Sounds good, my friend. Well, guys, always a pleasure. Um, always love having you all on. Um, it's uh, It's been a fantastic show tonight. I, um, I want to thank um, everybody for tuning in. Um, you know, I, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Uh, be sure to visit getyourappbuilt.com today for a free quote to uh, create all your magical app dreams. The business is more evolved than ever before. You know, everybody has an app idea for something. So definitely uh, the new way, the new way of technology. And you, you got to love it. I, I also want to mention that uh, coming soon, we do have a new media company. So, um, you know, on, I'll be on the alert for that. Probably within a week, I will be releasing that. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have podcasts on there, 24-7 um, news headlines. You know, there's so much undiscovered talent in the media industry and in the radio industry. And, you know, with, with all these voices. And, you know, they need to be heard. They need to be utilized. And I, I be really believe expanding you know in this realm is great for branding it's great for so many different things and you know we're really going to take this to the next level um i uh i already have a formula i have a vision i have great people aboard so stay tuned for that announcement um also you guys can visit the donald j trump store.com again that's the donald j trump store.com for all your Great, authentic, customized, and made in the USA merchandise and promo code promo code Mega Forty Five for all the great um, discounts. But anyways, another episode, another day, another show. It is good to be alive. The Rory Sodder uh, is not dead, and uh, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Until next time, cheers, everybody. God bless.